Hi, this is Kyle Hebert, the voice of Kiba on Naruto, Aizen on Bleach, the narrator on Dragon Ball Z, Kamina on Gurren Lagann, and soon Ryu on Street Fighter IV. And I implore you to show me your news. Show me your news. And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, is the gaming podcast that you all know and love. With hosts Yoko and Samurai Panda, it's Show Me the News! Hey, <laughs> how are you all today, Smash fans? Welcome to the podcast with two names. Now, this episode may be known as Show Me Your News, episode 41. Uh, we're actually in the beginning of November, technically in the month of October, but it's the start of our bi weekly episodes for Show Me Your News in season four. Uh, we're starting with a smash debate format, and then in the next you know, bi weekly format that we alternate on, we you know, do our gaming news discussion, and like we've been doing for the past you know, few months. But also, it is known as the first episode of the official Smash Backroom podcast, and we're looking for a name for it, but that's the general idea. It's where we have, you know, brawl debates with, you know, some of, you know, Super Smash Brothers Brawl's top pros. And the Smash Backroom, for those who don't know, is a collection of, you know, the game's best players, and it's a knowledgeable collection of highly skilled players who contribute to the community and basically help improve the competitive scene. Um... So yeah, this is our first episode of this, and technically it's also Show Me News 41. So our topic today for this Smash debate is the banning of the character Meta Knight. And we have a pro-ban side and an anti-ban side. We have two members on each side. So let's see, on the pro-ban side, we have one of the members is Overswarm. Overswarm, uh, introduce yourself, please. I go by Overswarm. My real name is Evan Downing. And I've been playing Smash for a long time. I got into Melee after being in the Halo scene for a little while. Uh, I didn't try to play professionally in either. I played Melee mostly for fun at first, and then for Brawl. And then when Brawl came out, I went headfirst into it and decided to practice and get pretty good. And it's worked out well so far. Mm -hmm. uh, also on the pro band side is uh, it goes by Edris's PCs. Hi, my I go by Adris. My real name is also Adris, and uh, I started playing melee right after TG6. And um, yeah, I used to teach in melee, I had pretty good success. And um, I wasn't looking forward to brawl originally, but I turned out to like it a lot more than I expected. And uh, I used peach in brawl too. And um, I'm here because I do believe Meta Knight should be banned. And I'm um, from SoCal, and that's me. <coughs> All right. And now on the anti-band side, starting out, is um, Alpha Zilat. 
Hey, uh, I'm Alpha Zealot. Um, full name's uh, Chris Brown. Um, been playing Smash since about September 2003. Coming on there as my first tournament. Um, and 2005 I started, uh, working for MLG, so I'm, all this content you see on MLG, uh, put that up there for you guys. That's pretty much it. Alright, Alpha Zealot, I apologize. Um, not the only one that does it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and rounding out the group of four, uh, also on the anti-band side, is Umbreon Mao. Um, hi. My name is Max. I've been playing tournament since 2002. It's about it. <laughs> Alright. Um, so let's see. The first subject that we should no, uh, discuss regarding the... Can you explain my position uh, yet? Oh yeah, that's right. We also have Samurai Panda. <laughs> yeah, hey guys, I'm I'm the neutral in this uh, this debate, so they're actually going to be trying to um, convince me whether or not uh, Manite should or should not be banned. I have not voted on a single poll so far. I have not uh, made a definitive position anywhere, and I'm hopefully going to decide by the end of this debate which side to choose after this. Um, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. <laughs> I apologize. Things might be a little loose. It's our first time trying to structure this highly formatted debate set up. Um, so I think the first talking point that we, and you know, of course I'm Yoko, and I'll be the uh, the moderator of the debate, more or less, basically just uh, presenting the different topics, not necessarily contributing to the discussion, but more of just trying to keep things under control and um, in a general time frame, but we'll see how that goes. <clears throat> the, uh, the first topic we're trying to discuss is Meta Knight's tournament dominance. And um, obviously you guys can take it from there. Uh, do we should do some kind of coin flip whatever? Oh yeah, here, let me. I, I got a coin first. right here. So, um, let's get one of the teams. Overstorm, call it. Head. It is heads. Alright, so uh, Pro Band gets to start first. Yeah, you guys get five minutes to uh, present your point. The anti-banners should not say, uh, say any you know, rebuttals in the middle of their time. They'll get their time to uh, try to rebut the case and uh, pro-ban. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the five minutes we need, we really only need five seconds. Uh, Mennonite's dominance. That, that's it. We, we see his dominance using... Like, look at Ankoku's chart. He has way more points, way more wins than anyone else. Like you can actually go down the list and say how many combined till we reach where Meta Knight is. He wins. Uh, everyone can find a region that has one or two Meta Knights that are decent. <coughs> say, oh look, you didn't make the top three. Everyone can look around and find a tournament where there's a Meta Knight for maybe three-fourths of the spot in the top ten. It's not hard to find anecdotal evidence. And... Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that when you zoom out and you look at the scope of all tournaments, Mennonite is dominating across the board. And uh, a lot of people focus on the idea of larger tournaments having more merit. And uh, this is true because that's the top of the metagame. They do hold more merit. Not all of it. Small tournaments are important as well. And if Mennonite completely breaks smaller tournaments, then we won't have large tournaments. But larger tournaments, we really only have had Fast 1, Axis, and Hobo 11, and it's been increasing since Fast 1, the amount of Mennonites taking the top spots and 
at Hobo Eleven, there was an Mennonite in every single, uh, every single spot that got money. Every single one. There are there are no uh, there are no ways you can really skew the data unless you're looking at something specific. National tournaments show a rise in Mennonite, not a fall, and this is with the best players around. And a point that could be made against this is, well, all the best players are using Mennonite, so that's the only reason that Mennonite's winning so much, and if, if that's the point, then who, who cares? There's a reason the best players all play Mennonite. They all pick them up. Even Ozen just says, well, I use Mennonite when I have to. And um, I'd like to point out something that's not can't be measured on, on Poku's list in terms of Mennonite's tournament dominance. And that's people who use Meta Knight for a match. Um, maybe one match to get over like a matchup they can't handle. And I think that's a key, a very significant, um, can you hear me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I think that's, no, I think that's a very significant, um, measurement of sure. his dominance. The number of people who might counterpick him for a match or two in the tournament, not necessarily who, you know, top five are Meta Knights. Maybe the guy who got 17th used him for a match. I think there's a lot of people who use him at some point in the tournament. And to kind of go along with that point, uh, at one of the Midwest tournaments I went to a while ago, I saw a Mario player going through the bracket, which was surprising because he was playing Mario, which means he picked a main that he liked, practiced him, got better, and actually made it out of pools into the bracket and was a decent way in because I refuse to watch low-end bracket matches. I've got other things to do. I saw this guy play and I was like, wow, I'm kind of impressed with this Mario. I sit down to play him and he knows who I am. He knows who I play. And we have one minute left, just note. He picks Meta Knight after I pick Meta Knight and I say, I'm looking forward to playing your Mario. He picks Meta Knight and I just kind of look at him and I say, well, why did you do that? He goes, well, you have to. And I, I played the kid Mario later, and he was right. He had to. He did better with Mennonite than he did with Mario. I asked him how long he's been playing Mennonite. He said, I, I don't. <laughs> there are a surprising number of people that uh, that pick up Mennonite just for specific matches or just for Mennonite himself. That's the definition of dominance. When Mennonite comes in, he changes the field. <coughs> I have a quick question, actually, about that. Um, you said... Um, is there time up? Oh. Yeah, five minutes are just about up. Um, you can make one last quick you know, point, though. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, it's it may be true that people might counterpick with a good character just because he's a good character, but I think people do that specifically with Meta Knight more than other characters. Like, I don't see people pick up Snake or Game & Watch as a secondary to take care of matchups because they figure Meta Knight will just do it better. Mm. Okay. Anti-ban, you uh, can ask questions of the pro-ban side, or you can uh, you know, state your case, or you can do both. Five minutes start now. Uh, Mennonite's dominance is shown to be highly exaggerated when you look at tournament results. I submitted a request to Nkaku for a list of the 20 largest brawl tournaments held to date, with their top three players, and those players listed with their one or two most used characters during that tournament. Of the 20 tournaments, Mennonite has won nine of them, five of those without a secondary character, and that's pretty good. For a comparison, though, I grabbed the results from Major League Gaming's events for Melee for 2005 and 2006. Out of uh, 20 tournaments, Marth was 11, 
one eleven of them. Nine of those eleven without a secondary character. This shows that Meta Knight's dominance is overstated when compared to another relative game. Now, we can argue that the best Marth players, Ken and Azen, have skewed those results, but the same applies to Brawl, where we have the same repeating players, Mute King and Die Superfly, over and over again. As a community, we've been through this before, and frankly, it's old news. But another part of this debate is that when you go to a different region, as we've stated before, that there are other multiple dominant characters that we've seen. I guess the Midwest, it's Game & Watch, and over here on the East Coast, it's D2D. But other characters can flourish in the environment, also disproving Mennonite's dominance. Um, adding on to that, uh, I'm kind of wondering about <laughs> some of your uh, statistics for uh, Brawl. I mean, uh, you mentioned Fast, but uh, I think the only uh, Mennonite that really plant- placed well there was actually Mewtwo King. He had to switch to DDD for some of his matches. Um Moving on to that and kind of tying into what uh, Mal was saying, um, you know, you mentioned in Koku's list as if it's like, hey, look, Meta Knight's uh, two times the next best point person. Um, just based on the way in Koku does his results, the most dominant character, the best character in the game, is probably going to be roughly where Meta Knight is. Uh, I ran through all the MLG tournaments from 2006 to 2007, and uh, Marth was almost double the next best character, and the next best character was barely Falco. Because uh, Ice Climbers is right, also right on his heels, just because there's one really good Ice Climber that keeps placing well. Um, so you can't really just look straight at Nkoku's data and say, oh, look, clearly this is Meta Knight. Uh, he's dominating all over the place. Uh, you have to look at the whole spectrum. Um, you know, if the best character is Meta Knight, and no one's disputing that, like that doesn't mean other characters aren't being competitive. I mean, that he's only double doesn't, you know, it's not a... <coughs> An indication that uh, he should be banned. Uh, you can really like pull it out with other characters still. Um, Time is halfway through. <laughs> uh, All right, I have a cool question for you guys. Then, um, can you tell me why this is becoming a problem with Brawl, but didn't happen with the melee? Yeah, my view on that is just that like um, it's just two different mentalities. I think people are still becoming accustomed to Brawl. Uh, and with Melee, since it was sort of a slow development, uh, people became really, like, inclined to use other characters, because it wasn't, you know, from the get-go you were trying to be the best. It was a sort of a slow build to this national scene where you were supposed to be the best. Um, so, like, you had people invested in lower-tiered characters that weren't just going to switch even if Marth was winning all the tournaments. Um, I mean, if, if there was an Ankoku's list for Melee... Marth would be right where Meta Knight is in 2005, 2006, even in 2007. Well, I have another comparison for this, too. You have one minute remaining. Uh, we can compare Meta Knight's success to that of early Sheik in Melee, where there was the inherent problem that nobody could beat Sheik, so everybody would switch to Sheik mid-match, and we look how that turned out. And how many years later? It's really not that big of an issue. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, people still say Sheik best in the game, too. There's just no results to back it up. You know, it's just a different mentality for some reason in Melee when you had, like, I don't know, different characters you felt because of, I guess, the engine of Melee made people feel that no character is really unbeatable the way they feel with uh, Meta Knight. Uh, But in terms of results, the characters are near identical. Um, But couldn't you also say that uh, Brawl, because we are so much smarter, um, have our experience from 
melee and uh, carries over to brawl, doesn't that also um, affect how fast the game evolves? And if there we was, had that um, for sixty four to melee too, you can't discredit players for their intelligence. That's true. Uh, you know, I'd also argue that you know it's a new game. Um, there are people in melee who just didn't really like the transition to brawl. Brawl takes like a totally different mentality to play, and those characters or those pe- kind of people who like to play brawl are still being attracted to the game now. And their thoughts and their opinions and like what they're going to do with the game, you know, it's not just going to appear all of a sudden from the existing melee players that came to brawl. You know, you're going to get players like Forte or Jumpman or uh, you know Ali players who just didn't play melee, but now they're like all over brawl. And uh, you know, that's I don't know. That's, I lost my thought right there. <laughs> All right, five, minute, five minutes are up. Um, let's take a couple minutes to do some rebuttals. Pro Band, do you have anything that you want to, um, you know, point out from the anti-band side? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, you took the largest tournaments in Brawl, but you didn't say where. You mean melee? From. And you, know, you, well, you said not in the Brawl. largest tournaments in Brawl. Uh, Mennonite's dominance, dominance is increasing the longer game is out. Uh, Snake actually did very well, and then the metagame focused around beating Snake, and he instantly fell off of the uh, fell off of the throne. And saying like, "Here are all the largest brawl tournaments. Look how poorly Meta Knight is doing." When you're looking at large early brawl tournaments where no one knew what was going on, that that doesn't really say anything. Also, you compared it to MLG tournaments, and they were all national. And these brawl tournaments you're referencing cannot be national because the closest thing we've had to national tournaments are Fast One, Axis, and Hobo Eleven. And Fast One wasn't really, uh, it was large, but it was by and large a local tournament. And Axis was also primarily West Coast. And, uh, Plank was one of the few notable East Coast players and went over there and did well. And Hobo 11 was the closest thing to a national tournament we've had. And as I said before, Mennonite's dominance has been increasing the farther in the timeline you go with Mennonite getting all of the uh, top money spots in that tournament. Uh, you referenced Antoku's data and said the top character was nearly double of the second for Melee. Uh, Mennonite's not double of Snake. He's nearly triple. Uh, this is a large difference. And again, these... Uh, <laughs> These are all tournaments. Every single, every single one that's given to Antonio, as long as it's a lar- large enough size. Uh, you mentioned Sheik dominating. Sheik was dominating in a youthful community that didn't even carry over carry over Z canceling from Smash 64. Uh, people didn't L cancel or shuffle. Shuffling was an advanced technique for most players. Uh, chain grabbing was nearly unheard of. People really didn't know what was going on there. The Ozen of now, going back to the Ozen of them, would trash that Ozen. We were a very youthful community and we didn't know what was going on. It took a long time to uh, figure out how to advance our advance our game in Melee. And Sheik was beaten in Melee and so I can see how someone would think, oh well, Meta Knight just needs to be beaten, but Sheik was beaten by technical breakthroughs and we're lacking those in Brawl. Like I said before, Brawl is a game of the option, a game of options, and the winner is the person who has the most options. Mennonite has those options, and unless there's some technical breakthrough 
that you are expecting, I doubt that we're going to find anything that will suddenly change the game. And if that is what you're waiting for, that's fairly irrational because we can only live with what we have right now. You can't say Mennonite shouldn't be banned because eventually, maybe, someday, something we have no idea whether or not it exists will come back. Not, not to mention that Brawl, unlike Melee, was purposely designed to prevent from these kind of breakthroughs happening. So I, I don't think it's realistic to, to expect that kind of uh, metagame change that you saw in Melee. Thoughts, anti-ban? Um, I have a couple things I'd like to go for. Uh, for the tournament comparison, it's true that the Brawl tournaments weren't entirely national, but by gathering the largest tournaments, we got the closest ones that we could find to national in a youthful community. Um, the comparison to MLG to the largest Brawl tournaments we have right now is the best available comparison. Um, one of the other things I mentioned, I noticed that while you were talking was about stating how youthful the community was for Melee, which wasn't really true because even though the community was young, almost all the advanced ten technical aspects of Melee were found within the first six months, actually. This includes Sheik's chain grabbing, um, shuffled attacks, and other things. So that comparison doesn't really work. So wouldn't you say that it is likely that we've discovered most, if not all, of the primary technical abilities in Brawl that could aid in aiding Mennonite? The thing is, you don't need those. <coughs> you know, Mango didn't uh, <coughs> invent some new technique with uh, Jigglypuff to have a sudden rise in Jigglypuff power, you know? He, uh, it was just the application of old tried-and-true techniques that really separated him. Like, you don't... It doesn't have to be, like, some special <coughs> new technique that's discovered that turns out to be what... Beat, Mele or beat Meta Knight. You know, it could just be that, oh, maybe this character is really good at this one aspect that Meta Knight's really weak at. We can exploit that. We're just not at that level yet where we can continually execute that. One of the things I'm looking for for Meta Knight is not something that would change his level of broken, but something that actually breaks him in the first place. Right now, Meta Knight has no singular unifying strategy that defeats all of his opponents. His tournament popularity might be one thing, but there is nothing that he has that actually breaks the game. And until then, there's really no reason to ban him on that purpose. Mm -hmm. We can definitely bring that up in a different topic where we've covered uh, 15 minutes for this topic. Uh, Samurai Panda, quick uh, concluding <coughs> thoughts for this section? Well, I think that both um, points, both both sides have about good points. I'm leaning more so towards the, the pro-ban side and the, the time of dominance for now because it does seem like an increasingly um, large amount of people are starting to uh, switch to Mennonite to deal with Mennonite. And it's not that um, I'm saying that Mennonite cannot be beaten by any other character. It's the fact that it's the popular thing to do now. People are not trying with their own character to beat Mennonite, and until we get more people to try even harder than they have originally to try to beat Mennonite, which I know some people like, for example, Overswarm, have tried really, really hard with their character to beat Mennonite. Uh, and some characters probably won't ever eventually be able to beat Mennonite, but some might. Um, so for the time being, I think the pro ban is correct but for the future I cannot say I think which side will have more tournament dominance right. yeah we can definitely touch on these, some of these in our future topics but let's move on to our next section we're going to talk about Mennonite's counter picks and you know just some general questions you have might be who counters Mennonite does he have any counters what about stages or does he have any bad stages uh, we're going to start with the anti-ban side since pro ban started last time so anti-ban you have five minutes um I don't know, I think there's a couple characters that, um... I, I wouldn't really say that, uh, at this point in time, Meta Knight has any counters. Um, 
I think there's a couple characters that run close to even, maybe 6-4 matchups with. Um, Diddy Kong, Snake, Wario are probably the three off the top of my head that do the best. Um, some people say Game Watch. I don't really know if I agree with that or not. But um, Even Mark uh, probably is close to 6-4 against Meta Knight. But um, my favorite character is Diddy Kong. So that's, uh, that's what I focus on is Meta Knight versus Diddy Kong. And I really think that matchup holds probably the most potential of any to uh, prove to be, say, a counter or a soft counter even. Um, there's just uh, <coughs> most of the things that Meta Knight can do against any normal character, I would say, uh, doesn't really work against Diddy Kong. You know, Diddy Kong's recovery is versatile. It's really hard to edge, edge guard him. Uh, every move that uh, Meta Knight has can be beaten by bananas. Uh, and Diddy Kong is just really annoying to play against, obviously. So uh, a lot of Meta will lose just strictly on not having the experience in the matchup. And, you know, whether you're the best character in the game, if you don't have experience in the matchup, you're still going to lose. It's still going to affect his relics. Um, those are, I just let's run down like, the characters I think have the most potential. Um, I, to, if not become counters, they should at least make it so that skill is the uh, overwhelming factor in who de- determining who wins the matchup. Um Are you done? Yeah, I'm okay. done. Okay. Um, I would first like to say that I don't think Meta Knight has any counters either, or counterpicks for that matter, for stages. <laughs> for st- and while that does sound initially broken, I think Meta Knight has several close matchups. Uh, my list is DDD, Game & Watch, Snake, Diddy, Donkey Kong, Pikachu, Lucario, and Olimar, all of which are, of course, debatable. Um, but that's not really the point, because a tournament is supposed to test which of two players is the better in a set. Not what character you use when you sit down to play and counters really shouldn't make Smash gameplay. I mentioned before with DDD that most matches against DDD are decided by what character you pick and blind picks and I think this ruins Smash gameplay more than anything. I don't think this applies to Meta Knight though because while some characters don't do so well against him, there are several viable options that you can pick up and learn to defeat him in an actual set without having to resort to a counter. I don't really have anything else. Right, you're halfway through your time. Is there any other points you want to bring up? Not particularly. Uh, um, kind of on the issue of counters, um, I, I don't understand why, you know, it's a foregone conclusion that if a character doesn't have any counters, that they'll eventually be, like, the only character being played in tournaments. Um, I think so long as the character is uh, has at least a few close matchups, which Meta Knight does have, um, uh, you know, I, I I can see people like, why would you choose Wario over playing Meta Knight if you've been playing, you know, Wario for the entire time you go in Brawl? You know, you're not going to switch. You know, you don't see Futile switching to Wario or switching to Meta Knight from Wario. Um, you know, there, if you look at Meta Knight just as purely like perfect logical conclusion, like it would be, oh, everyone switches to Meta Knight, but people don't always act logically. You know, it's Sometimes you just play a character because you love the character. I mean, we're all Nintendo fans here. Sometimes your character is just one you really love, and that's why you play him. You know? Mm-hmm. That's all I got. All right. Um, let's see. Well, then we'll do the pro, pro band side. Uh, I guess you're going to have your five minutes now. <clears throat> all right. Uh, I would like to point out that AZ says that Diddy has most potential in the matchup, but, but he's 
he claimed that Diddy was a counter to Meta Knight before Ninja Link ever did anything with Diddy. And there were zero high-profile Diddy players, and Alpha Zealot was not even a tournament player at this time. I can, pr I can then emphasize that this shows he was merely coming to a conclusion and then figuring out what to do from there. He's looking for the evidence, looking for the way to make that conclusion correct. Uh, the only thing that we've got to show that Diddy has a chance is that Ninja Link beat several Mennonite players, good Mennonite players, Mewtwo King, Plank, people like that, in tournament with a virtually unknown character. After that, his success momentarily stopped. Regardless of how well he did against Mennonite, still wasn't enough because the overall advantage Mennonite had is much better. The Mennonite still plays consistently high, while Ninja Link went all over the place. Even more importantly, Ninja Link, the best city ever, lost to Inui's two-week-old Meta Knight. AlphaZelda then lost that same Meta Knight a little while later after AlphaZelda got Inui to agree to not banning FD and playing only on neutrals. This is not a close matchup. There is one... There's one piece of uh, anecdotal evidence showing that Diddy can do well against Meta Knight. And even then, that that player didn't do that well and he, he can't he's not doing it anymore and um I have a question for when you guys do your rebuttal uh what exactly in Diddy's game would you say gives him a close matchup versus Meta Knight besides uh, maybe on Final Destination but um yeah just I, I'm just curious like what in his game makes him close to Meta Knight I can't I just can't really see too much yeah you can actually answer that question because you know you, are, uh, you can't yet. propose oh not yet alright Everyone that has tried has failed. Every single one. People have been trying, but the character heroes have left. You listed off uh, Diddy, Game and Watch, Snake, Diddy, Olimar, Pikachu. These people don't don't counter Meta Knight. If they did, we would see a surge of these characters in, especially places like Texas, where Meta Knight is everywhere. But they've all failed. They've tried and they've had momentary success and they failed except for Alomar, which I'm still not sure where that's come from. Uh, I I really don't hear much about the Alomar mains just tearing through the tournament. Halfway through your but time. You can, you can pick these characters and then fight the uphill battle or maybe if you are to believe to have a neutral matchup. But doesn't Meta Knight do as well or better than any of them ever could and be learned faster? So why would you learn a secondary to fight Meta Knight when you could learn to fight Meta Knight with Meta Knight? Most people can't play characters they love because of Meta Knight. Simply because of Meta Knight. And counters are a huge part of this game, yeah. You should be you should be forced to switch characters from sometimes. You talk about how uh, DDD is such a plague to the meta game, but that happens. But Meta Knight doesn't have any staging character counters. You can, you can switch off of someone to fight DDD and do well. You you can't do that with Meta Knight. The only stages that would possibly uh, be poor for Meta Knight are Shadow Moses and Bridge of Elden, which aren't tournaments. And um, I think it's an important um, quote that um, that you said that Meta Knight doesn't really have any counters yet. We seem to agree on that, but disagree on whether that's cause-worthy for ban. And the reason that the point I want to make is that eventually after years of time, um, if a character doesn't have any counters, more and more people will pick that character because if no one can match up against that character, then that will, be the best, that will be the best option to take for 
someone trying to win. It's true that a lot of people pick the character that they like. I do that myself. But when it comes to the top players who really want to win, um, like national tournaments, they're going to want to pick Meta Knight because they don't have that disadvantaged matchup. I think that's the point in which I tell myself, or I think most people should tell themselves that this char- there's a problem with this character. You have 30 seconds if you want to fill it up. Fill that. Uh, Hylian is one of the best Game & Watches that we have in the United States, and he puts the matchup in Meta Knight's favor. <coughs> Most top players do this with their main. Go through the character boards, or I am the actual top players, and you do not see we're destroying these Meta Knights, except for at the Yoshi boards, and there's that list. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, Anti-Ben, you have a few minutes if you want to start rebuttal with. Okay, uh, first let's start with the necessity for counterpicks. And you say that Meta Knight players will only counterpick other Meta Knight players with this character. Uh, for a wealth of comparison, who counters Melee Fox? Because I don't think we found one of those yet, but I haven't seen everybody switching to Fox yet. Would you like us to answer this now? or Go Sure, forward. yeah. Uh, there's a difference between saying Meta Knight destroys everyone and Fox does well against everyone because you, you say pick a counter for Fox. Some people would argue Falco. Mewtwo King himself argues Falco uh, counters Fox and we've seen exactly what Marth can do. There are more defensive options in Brawl. You don't have the zero to death that you had in Melee. When While Fox, other characters could dish it out to him too. We've, we've all seen Bum just destroy Mewtwo King's Fox on Final Destination with two zero to death combos in the same game. If you can pick somebody out in Brawl that can do that to Meta Knight when Meta Knight makes a mistake, and also, could you explain what Meta Knight can do that, is, that can be punished? Then, sure, go for it. Okay, well, actually what I was waiting for you to say is that Fox has even matchups, which was the point that I was trying to make with Meta Knight in the first place, is that he, while he does not have counters, he does have several close matchups that do just fine against him that don't involve counterpicking himself with himself. Um, most players prefer to go for the surprise tactics of playing an unknown character when trying to beat a counter. Even though Pikachu, let's say, versus Meta Knight might not be a counter, it might be against Meta Knight's favor to be fighting a lesser-known character than doing a ditto match. I guess that was the point I was trying to get at. Counters really shouldn't make up Smash gameplay. Uh, tournaments and the players that play in them should decide who the better player is by the level of skill that occurs mid-match, not sitting down and picking the same character. Uh, could you uh, could you respond to what my point was? You basically asked me a question, and then I answered, and you said, here's what I wanted you to say, but you didn't say it, so I'm reading uh, reading this as if you said it anyway. I'm not sure what your answer was to my question. Uh, I wasn't attempting to answer your question. I was trying to get you to say that there are even matches, and then we can use those. It, it would be different if Mennonite outright beat every character, but that's not the case. We've seen tournaments where players do just fine against Meta Knight, even if he is the character that wins most often. What I was saying is, like, so long as there is, if the character is close enough so that skill is the predominant factor in determining the winner, you'll see those other characters in tournaments. If I felt that Meta Knight beat every character outright, yeah, I would want him banned too. But that's yeah. not what we've seen. Um, let me just ask really fast. Uh, in those tournaments that you see other characters doing well against Meta Knight, um, well, fairly well, 
Um, usually there aren't very many Mennonites, right? Usually only one or two Mennonites in these uh, kind of local or mid-sized tournaments. But in large tournaments with multiple famous Mennonites, doesn't it end up going Mennonite versus Mennonite? Uh, or at least so we saw at Hobo, which is one of the biggest tournaments we've had in recent times. Yeah, Hobo definitely well, stands out as the exception. Hmm? Hobo, Hobo 11 definitely stands out as the exception. It's the only one I actually have on all of Mennonite's results list where Mennonite got every place. Um, in all of the other tournaments, that's not the case, though. We see other players beating Mennonite. Uh, Afro Thunder Snake is a good example. Yeah. Um, and there are several DDD players that are showing to be equally dominant as Mennonite. I think most of Mennonite's dominance comes instead from our players, but we can address that later. Uh, there's a strong there's a strong difference between uh, the people that aren't maining Mennonite and doing well, and the people that are maining Mennonite and doing well, and that's the people that are maining Mennonite are traveling. Afro Thunder doesn't leave Florida. Bum doesn't leave New York. The Mennonites do, and they still win everywhere. Well, as in. Chillin' and, uh, you know, DSF travel. Uh, DSF plays almost exclusively Mennonite now in this pro band. Yeah, uh, I'm saying, I'm saying the only people who travel, though, they've always been travelers, is what I'm saying. Like, they're the best players. They're the best in Melee. They travel a lot for Melee. And they do the same thing in Brawl. How do you suggest we fix this? Make travel available to other players? <laughs> it's kind of a... It's mostly speculation. We can't really go anywhere with that. Well, yeah, if they travel, then we can't see how they fare against, like, the top Mennonites then, right? Which is also the reason we can't make the argument that we know that, you know, Mewtwo King would beat Futile's Wario. We don't know that. We need some real national tournaments before we can make these sort of interpretations. Our data at this point is just, like, we've got Fast, and we've got Oboe, and a couple other tournaments, like, where Axis, you know, where Plank is the best player from the East Coast at the time he gets third, like, and then a week later or two weeks later, you know, he goes to a local tournament and doesn't place as well. But the one thing I want to add here is that the data we do have for national tournaments point to Mennonite's dominance. The national tournaments that we do have point to his dominance, and I don't really see an exception for an, in terms of national tournaments. Uh, I would believe our national tournaments point to the dominance, the dominance of Mewtwo King and Dice Superfly before they point to Mennonite. That's an interesting point. That's our, our next topic that we'll uh, get on. But, you know, Samurai Panda, concluding thoughts for this section of counterpicks? My concluding thoughts are I'm leaning more towards the anti-ban on this topic of counters, only in the sense that, um, yeah, well, only in the sense that we need more tournaments, period. The tournaments we have now have so many circumstantial what-ifs, so many, you know, oh, what if this guy did that? What if that, that guy came to the tournament? You know, where would he place? And... It just seems like we need more uh, evidence on that that one respect. Like, if Afro Thunder really is that good against Mennonites, let's go see Afro Thunder in a tournament with some of the best Mennonites and see how he fares. If he doesn't fare very well, then that isn't true. You know, if Futile um, loses to, to Mute King, then that isn't true. You know? Um, well, consistently, I guess you'd have to say. But um, Yeah, our, our next topic that we're going to cover is yeah, Mennonite mainers. You know, is the reason that Mennonite is so good, is it because of just Mennonite, or is it because of who's using him? Are those who mean him truly that down in, or are people beating them? And how do they do without Mennonite? So we're going to start on the pro band side, and your five minutes begins now. Okay, uh, first of all, I want to say when the game first came out, the most populated characters were probably Sonic, Snake, Pokemon Trainer, 
that people like these characters the most in terms of popularity of the character. And um, of the of Sonic, let popularity it didn't like everyone uses Sonic, but that doesn't mean that he's gonna get good. He, he can't like whether Sonic is popular or not doesn't give him like a really good recovery. Well, not, that's a bad example, but it doesn't get make him a good character. What the only thing that popularity can do is advance your metagame quicker, and that's probably a point you're gonna make. But then my counterpoint to that is Snake. The snake is um, a very good character, and he was even more popular than Meta Knight during the first few months of the game. And uh, Snake drastically went down, um, and um, that's because the best players realized that Meta Knight was the best character, plain and simple. It's, for example, my best example is DSF. He was using Snake, and he was, he's one of the top players, and he realized Snake's weaknesses, and he switched to Meta Knight. So I think it's the best players are using the best characters, not the best. Not the best characters are made because of the best players. And uh, Overswamp can take over now. All right. Uh, like you said, the best players are picking Meta Knight. That's not coincidence. The top players are not uh, bandwagon. Like they're not bandwagon people. But the top players are mostly playing Meta Knight, and they're winning. And I'm going to go outside of the bounds of this discussion and talk about people that aren't maining Mennonite. Uh, there's a uh, Maryland and Virginia tournament, choose bi-weekly. First place was Ozen with Marth. Second was Chillin with Snake. Third was Chudet with Kirby. Fourth was Omni with MK. Fifth was Slick with Game Watch. Another fifth was Forte with Mennonite. Seventh was G-Reg with Snake. Seventh was Candy with Snake. Ninth was Hobo with Peach. And the other ninth was Knack with Rob. Ozum, Chillin, Chew, Omni, uh, G-Reg, and I believe Knacker are all pro-band. This was a local tournament with some of the most talented players in the country. Men and I did not get top three. Halfway through your time. The, the fourth spot, the highest ranking Mennonite, was Omni who also believes Meta Knight should be banned. And this is an exception. And these are the only exceptions you see, because these are the top of the top. These are the best players in the world. If your solution to beating Meta Knight is just to be good, what you're telling us is that we need to be as good as people that have been playing Smash competitively and traveling nationally for nearly a decade while other people are just picking Meta Knight and going toe-to-toe. Alright. Go ahead, uh, anti-ban side. Go ahead. Uh, I'd first like to start on the talking about the Maryland-Virginia tournament in that your data is not entirely true because I know as in and Chu personally do not particularly care whether Meta Knight is banned or not at this point. Uh, I know for a fact that Chillin wants Mennonite banned, but that might partially be Chillin spreading that idea that Mennonite should be banned to his cohorts. Um, but first, let's look at the best Mennonite player. Actually, players. I think the West got his data from is Chillin posted online as an issue of help that way. Yeah, well, I've talked to them and they don't. I know, I talked to Chillin. As of yesterday, actually. Are they neutral or they don't? Um, Chu is neutral. Chu, just doesn't Chu, care. 
Chu doesn't think Mennonite should be banned. Um, his, my fiance told me they're, they're siblings. And Asin doesn't particularly care because he just wants to play the game. Hmm. Anyway, can I move on to my main point? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, first of all, who are our best Mennonite players? Anyone? Mita King. Forte. Okay. Okay. Uh, the most successful so far are Mute King, Dice Superfly, and Azin, to my knowledge. Um, however, pl- playing prior to playing Mennonite, all three players use different characters. Mennonite playing King Dedede, Dice Superfly playing Snake, and Azin playing Lucario. Um, all three of these players have performed with both characters equally well, and these are our dominant players. Are people beating them? Well, not very often aside from beating each other. However, that isn't particularly character-specific. All three players have had no route no relatives increase or decrease in tournament performance by switching to Meta Knight, except Azen, actually, who performs better with Lucario over Meta Knight. I think that's too much of a coincidence. Our top players are the dominant force in this game so far, not their characters. Then, yeah. then uh, why, why did they switch to Meta Knight? Because he's fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really believe that. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and use Inui as an example. Uh, he okay. lost to a Sonic, and then he switched to Meta Knight, and yep. then he started beating the best players in his region. Actually, I think he still lost to Sonic, though. Inui is famous <laughs> in New Jersey for being shitty against Sonic, like yeah. really bad. Like people make fun of him for it. I, th- I hope people hear this podcast and make fun of him for it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a I had a quote in my sig from uh, Ozan for a little while that just said. Uh, Inui is weak against Sonic, Starman. <laughs> to go on with the, uh, the real points, I'm sorry, Inui, not really, but uh, Dojo, he's a Meta Knight ma- main. He was against the ban. Now he's for it. Lee stopped playing Meta Knight and uh, started playing Lucario, who he had been maining as well as Meta Knight the entire time. And, uh, these top players aren't playing Meta Knight because he's fun. Mewtwo King, uh, he says, oh, I play Meta Knight because he's fun. He, he doesn't. He plays Meta Knight because he's good. If you look at his earlier posts, before this entire thing exploded, he talked about how DDD was limited and how he needed somebody else that was faster and someone that was better. He didn't switch from Fox to Marth because Marth was more fun. He switched from Fox to Marth and Melee because... Marth was so much better for him. Winning is actually, fun. Actually, let me clarify that. I know Mewtwo King played Marth and Mewtwo, and, uh, Mewtwo before he ever went to tournaments at all. He played Fox as a better character and then reverted back to Marth later. But go on. I'm sorry? I can he originally you. switched to Fox <coughs> from Marth. Yeah, M- Mewtwo King played Marth before he played Fox and then he eventually reverted back because he liked the character more. Oh, there. Uh, either way, I think this is losing sight of like the whole issue, which is, uh, are, is the character what makes the player good, or is the player what makes the character good? And I think Mal and I are both on the side that it, these are just great players. Um, you know, look at, I mean, Asin's a perfect example here, because he can play pretty much any character better than any of us can. And, uh, you know, it, he just won a tournament with Marth, which is what, like, his, like, eighth character he's used to win a tournament? Like, Great players, even good players, can overcome, you know, whatever. Especially if you're a character that's like close to Meta Knight in terms of the matchup, 
Like, that's a gap that's overcome by skill. You know, if it's someone who's good versus someone else who's good, or if it's someone who's great against someone who's great, like, skill is the dominant factor determining who wins. It's not, I chose Meta Knight, so I beat two tiles Wario. You know, that's not going to happen. Um, you know, uh, look, I mean, look at Chudat's Kirby. I mean, who would have thought that Kirby could uh, beat Forte or, uh, <laughs> or place anywhere, like, two months ago? Uh, and, like, here he is, too, in the toughest region in the whole country. He's placing in the top three using Kirby. You know, great players. I think that's where it's at. It's not just the character. Can I add something to this? Yeah, um, sure, real quick. Uh, for the Mennonite ban, I know a lot of Mennonite players are actually pro-ban for the, the sole reason that they want people to quit bitching about it. I've talked to Inferno Omni about this multiple times, and I've mentioned this in the back room, which all of you guys can see, of course. But... Um, I know a lot of people have proposed temporary banning Mennonite for a month or two just to see how it pans out, and this is the reason most Mennonite players want him banned, not for an actual tournament viable solution. Hmm. That's all. All right, let's only give a couple minutes of rebuttal, starting with the pro ban side. Okay, uh, you talked about uh, you know someone switching. BSF did that. He lost a few tiles Wario with Snake. And switched to Mana Knight and did not. Well, he still loses the Futiles Wario sometimes, doesn't he? Not as often and not as bad. And if you can. It, that was a glitchy for a second. If you can say, oh, well, he still loses every once in a while, ask DSF, why exactly does, uh, does he stick with Mana Knight when Snake would be fine? He's one of the best snakes in the world. He's not the best Mana Knight in the world. And he still. Yeah. Hello. Top. You're slapping all these top players in the face when you say, "Oh, they're just playing men," and I just, just for the heck of it, they can do it with these other characters. No, they can't. They know they can't. If they can't, I think uh, not slapping. I'm saying it's their skill that that makes them win. It's not the character. I think it's a slap in the face to say it's the character is the reason. A lot of people are doing much better with Meta Knight than they did with their other characters. I'm not saying they're bad players, but they do better with Meta Knight and they know it. And I just got done talking to Chillin, and uh, he says that Ozan definitely wants uh, Meta Knight banned. According to him, he just wants him banned for the sake of attendance and for a better metagame. Uh, he says Chu is more neutral, and he's kind of uh, floating back and forth, but whenever he's talked to Chillin, that he's been supporting the ban. So have you talked to you these players though, or are you just talking to Chillin? Uh, Chillin uh, told me to answer that question with, "I know more about my crewmates than you." So of course he does. If he's trying to uh, put ideas forth to them, that's what I said. He's trying to propose ideas for his crewmates to take in. Uh, I thought I already stated that. Uh, what about Dreg? Um, he's for the band now. He posted it. Yeah, he did post that recently. Uh, and Omega Black Mage. Is he? Yep, and Dojo and Lee and most of Washington, the entire state of Idaho, Utah, New Mexico. Uh, there was a tournament in Florida. There's going to be a tournament with Mennonite Band and California. DSS is also pro-band. Almost the entire state of Texas. Uh, Arizona, I've been talking to some of the TOs there, and they are considering it. And I think the thing that you really need to take away from all this is that People are leaving the anti-band side, not joining. There's a reason for that. What is it? 
Mennonite. That, that's good, but all the anti, all the pro-ban reasons I've seen so far is that we just don't want to deal with this character. I haven't seen uh, the sound reason yet to have to ban. No, the reason... I um, have to do with the game. I, I'd like to bring out G-Reg up. He posted that the reason he changed his mind is because he realized that essentially that the metagame would be better. He said that there'd be more a more varied list of characters winning, and he just said it would just be a more fun better game overall. That's kind of the message he seemed to be... I don't remember what he said exactly, but that seemed to be the message he was making. That he changed his mind because the game was just better off without Meta Knight. I have a quick question for you guys. Uh, do you um, have a list of tournaments where Meta Knight was banned, and does that show a more diverse uh, character rankings? Uh, I don't have a list on me, but the tournaments that have had Meta Knight banned have had a more diverse turnout, but at the same time, these have all been local tournaments, and these this is these are the first tournaments. So using that evidence wouldn't be the best. Hey, I didn't eat yet. I didn't eat yet. Okay, sorry, sorry, I'm coming now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, these, these tournaments wouldn't be the best use for evidence because right. when you have a uh, tournament with Mennonite okay, cool. fan, I'll I'll speed I'll speed my way there. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Turn your mic off. <laughs> when uh, like there was a Wichita bi-weekly Karma side got first at Snake and then KY uh, who's done well nationally he got second with Pitt and Falco third was uh, Ninja with Diddy fourth was Cloud with Fox and Marth fifth was Zetton with Fox fifth was Steeler with Pokemon Trainer Game & Watch and Lucario and you can see that that's already more diverse than any other tournament we have but at the same time you can look at that and say oh well this is early did Steeler really want to go Pokemon Trainer, or did he just think, now I have an opportunity to test Pokemon <coughs> out? <laughs> so, yeah, I think there are definitely a lot of points still floating out there, but we really have to move on. Uh, closing remarks, Samurai Panda? Uh, you know, this debate is really hard at uh, this point. I see some great points by the uh, pro-ban, and I see some great points by the anti-ban. Uh, at this point, I want to say it's even with the slight edge to the uh, pro-ban, only because they mentioned the um, that people are moving more so uh, from you know neutral or from anti-ban to pro-ban. And that is a good point, that that, that group is growing uh, as time moves on. Um, whether or not the reasons for that are legitimate... Uh, legitimate reasons that will last a long time, or you know, just just you know, temporary reasons of oh, I don't feel like playing as Mennonite anymore. Um, but for the most part, it was well, a right? really really <clears throat> close debate there. Guys, can I add something? Uh, sure. Um, for the snake example that uh, Overstorm was talking about with Die Superfly, I would like it noted that the last two large tournaments that Die Superfly went to, he played both Mennonite and Snake, and I'll be right back. Alright. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, we have a bit of time. Is this I guess for further clarifications, uh, mm-hmm. no, Ninja Link, since, uh, I think like since Esticle, when he beat uh, Omni, Omni Forte and Yuji uh, King, and even like, As- Asin's uh, Meta Knight, uh, he's only lost to one Meta Knight. Like, Was that Inui? He's played about 25 or 30 other Meta Knights. Uh, including Forte, no. he'd be Forte again. Uh, you know, you're you're picking like he's so good. You're picking out one or two examples in a matchup he's done dozens of times. You know, it's like you're you know you're just picking for straws here. You know, he doesn't lose to Mennonite that often. And it happened once. 
the only reason we felt like some reason he fell off the map in terms of being a counter is because uh, in Critical Kick at 4, he got 7th. But when he got 7th, he didn't lose the meta knife. You know, he lost the Seabricks and beat Forte's you know, so aside from Inui, and that's pretty okay, much hi. the only loss. Okay. Uh, right, I, did, I did address that earlier. Uh, he, he's not going to be able to do well with Diddy because Diddy doesn't have the strength that Knight has. I mean, you can say that, but <clears> every week, you know, even in his local New York tournaments, he's beating Meta Knights like Shadow. Uh, he's a local player in the New York area. Uh, really good Meta Knight. Um, and when he comes down to other tournaments, you know, how many how many wins can anyone say they have against Azin, Forte, Mewtwo King? Can anyone say, how many people, aside from maybe Ninja Link, can even say they beat that caliber of player? And, like, you're going to swipe it off like it happened, like, oh, no big deal, it happened once. You know, Forte again, well, it happened twice. And then he loses not, once. He lost once, not, No, he's lost more than once. Not necessarily to Mennonite, but he's lost more than once. Mennonite. That's Meta what we're talking about. Are losing. Diddy has a ton of bad matchups. Meta Knight is not his worst. <laughs> uh, if we're going to talk about Meta Knight versus Diddy, we can simply dismiss that as a difference in tier lists. Uh, we can just say Meta Knight's a higher tier than Diddy and state that their match against each other is pretty even. I don't see what you're getting at after that. Well, right, I'm just yeah, trying to clear up that Ninja League's lost to, I think, one or two Meta Knights in the last three months. That's a reason to write off the matchup. And at the same time, he's beaten some of the top players that almost no one in this country can say to be. Okay, to swing, a point that, to swing a point that you've made uh, back at you, uh, what other ditties? Um, how do we know the West Coast? I know Nanners. I don't know how low he's been doing lately. Uh, I knew he was doing really well early on. But, like, I'm just doing pretty good in Maryland, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, Thumbs? <laughs> I have to be going. Uh, I have you. I have to go. Don't leave me. <laughs> uh, can I make one point before I go? Sure, go ahead, yeah. Okay. Um, what I'm not saying is that Mennonite is completely broken or unbeatable. What I, the point I want, the reason I believe he should be banned is because that is he's so much separate from the rest of the cast. Maybe not to broken Bill, but he's just so much better that the game shifts into focus about fighting against Mennonite. That becomes the focus of the metagame. And I think it's better for the game for the focus to be about counter picks and matchups and playing again the game overall rather than the focus on Meta Knight. And I believe that's enough to be for him to be banned because we've done this kind of same thing in the past where we decided we don't want the focus of Smash to be on items or avoiding items. We didn't want the focus to be on surviving random, you know, explosions on stages. It's we don't want the focus of the the reason people want him to be banned is not because he's broken and unbeatable, but because that's not the type of game we want the direction. We don't want the game to head in that direction, and that's the reason I believe he should be banned. So that's I have to go, but that's that's my point. All right, I thank you. Oops, sorry, yes. I was say, yeah, thank you very much for your contributions, Edries, and it was really great having you on the show. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I had a good time. All right, thanks. Uh, don't fight too hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care. And that's right. real life. It definitely happens. And, you know, that's also what happens with having, you know, four guests on the show. Yeah. Uh, we guys, we really have to move on to our next point. Uh, it's our fourth of six topics. And it's about Mennonite's <laughs> moveset. Uh, what about what about Mennonite's moveset is so good? And what are some strategies to beat his moveset? And can it be beaten? 
Uh, what which side? Um, who's going first? We are starting on the anti-van side. Um, can I request that Overswarm goes first, actually? Um, um if he agrees. <laughs> go ahead. Awkward. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you go first, just because I want to see why you would want me to go first. Go ahead. Okay, well, I want you to go first because I was hoping you would state something in his moveset that is unbeatable, which I've been looking for for quite a while, actually, and I haven't found it. Hmm. Um, you can do that in the rebuttal, but you know, anti-bands have you do five minutes. Okay. Um, so far, I've seen that Mennonite's moves, what really stands out for him are his specials. His throws aren't all that, and his attacks are decently standard. I mean, they're pretty good. They're above average, but there's nothing particularly special about them. Uh, the things that really stand out to me are his special attacks. Uh, his side B is very hard to edge guard and impossible to edge hog. I've looked at this many times. It can't be done. Um, his up B is punishable in that it's not weak to the front, but it's weak to above it instead. Uh, not counting his frame 5, which is invincible, but if you attack Mennonite from above during his up B, it will lose pretty much every time. Um, his tornado has the same problem in that you can choose to attack it from above and it has little to no priority whatsoever. Even if it has good priority on the size, it's still very beatable by um, other attacks too, which characters are finding all across for their own character-specific discussions. Um, his dimensional cape, aside from the infinite stall, is fairly worthless, in my opinion. <laughs> and his up B makes a good kill move, but it can be, be DI'd with little difficulty to survive. You need pretty terrible DI to die from at any time at a low damage. And it only does 8 damage and has a very predictable trajectory. I, I just don't see anything in his moveset that particularly stands out as broken or unbeatable. I was hoping you would prove me wrong, but I can't really add anything past that. I think what makes Meta Knight uh, just so good is pretty much every attack he has, like, as an average, is amazing. All his uh, aerials have, like, auto-canceling built into them. What the heck? He That's just, like... <laughs> he has he has a top tier attack game, but nothing yeah. I see particularly breaks him or can't be dealt with. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like overall, like it's, it's a combination of all his things that just make him a good character. Uh, I definitely think um, you know, there's there's some characters out there. Uh, I won't harp on Didion. You know, there's there, he's not so dominant that he's broken. I think Eju's even mentioned that that he's broken, but. Or he's not broken, and uh, you know it's right. I mean, the reasons for banning Meta Knight isn't as moveset or something about him broken. It's, it's sort of these extra factors, like what is doing the community or what the Meta game could do without Meta Knight. I would say, like his attacks are difficult to deal with individually, and as a combination, I mean, you can just choose to deal with them individually and get the same effects. There's nothing in his moveset that particularly stands out as, hey, this character has to go. We have the infinite. Cape stall, which we've already banned. That's about it. Anything else you guys want to bring up? Not really. I'm good. <laughs> You're good, just waiting for the rebuttal? Okay. In that case, then, let's um, overswarm go ahead with the pro band side of the move set. I'm going to start with the B button, just like most Meta Knight mains. Uh, the tornado is the big thing. It, it literally takes out a lot of the lower tiered uh, characters. Uh, Falco has trouble dealing with the tornado on recovery. Uh, the tornado is excellent at edge guarding because if someone's going for the edge, you can literally start a tornado and then go behind them 
and pick them up when their invincibility frames end and then drop down onto the ledge or onto the stage with it auto-canceling, whichever you prefer. Uh, the tornado can shield poke very easily. Uh, the, the tornado evolved from being something that people just spammed a lot to something that people threw in after the shield was depleted slightly. And then people said, oh, well, just DI your shield up. Then that, that won't work anymore. Well, two problems with that. One, that just means Meta Knight throws out one more dare before tornadoing. Or he lets the tornado drop, and then it still shield pokes. A lot of people haven't figured that out yet. Uh, his over B can't be edge hogged if the Meta Knight does it properly. Uh, his down B literally teleports him onto the stage. They're all excellent recovery moves. His up B is one of the most powerful moves in the game, killing people at ridiculously low percents. Has an invincibility frame, meaning when Game & Watch does this turtle at you, you up B through it without shielding. Uh, it also combos into itself. That's kind of crazy. And uh, all of these moves, like just the B moves, certain characters have certain answers to them. But then Mennonite just doesn't do them, and then it's still perfectly fine, perfectly power powerful, just due to the rest of his moves. Uh, his up tilt is rarely used. I watch a lot of Mennonite versus Game & Watch matchups, and... Uh, that's a matchup that I've wanted to work on just because I've always had trouble with Game & Watch, especially since Needle of Junta lives in the Midwest, and he is an excellent Game & Watch, and it's very hard to read. He almost looks random just because he switches up what he does so fast. But uh, I don't see a lot of Mennonites using up tilt in that matchup, and up tilt goes through Game & Watch's key. His F tilt and uh, down tilt actually creates a frame trap that is impossible to escape. You can F-tilt, and then down-tilt, then F-tilt, then down-tilt. And you slowly are pushed farther away from the opponent if they smash the eye away. Once they are, once they trip, there's enough of a delay where you can walk forward and F-tilt them again, and then start the process. And you can literally carry them to the edge if you get the timing right. Mennonites aren't doing this yet. I will probably be making a video sometime soon explaining this and things like it if uh, Mennonite isn't banned soon. Uh, his, uh, his aerials all auto-cancel. You can actually do three of his up airs and one short hop. They are all disjointed hitboxes. Uh, his neutral air is a very powerful move as far as damage is concerned. and can also be used as a knockout move. And because it is more or less awkward to land, you can throw that neutral air out at the end of the game for the first time without any issue whatsoever. It's not like Rob's neutral air where you holding it back is really hurting you. It's holding back Rob's neutral air limits him. Holding back Mennonite's neutral air is just smart. Uh, his down air is an excellent edge guarding move. The character has a million jumps and can float off the stage and hit you with a move that hits you down and out. Same trajectory as Jigglypuff's down smash in melee. And he can do this continuously. What's even crazier is that he can up B into you, and then a lot of people also don't do this. If the moment you up B, you mash B while holding left, you cancel the glide at on the first possible frame and start sliding to the left, and you land faster, get to the ledge faster. And uh, this really helps Mennonite's edge guarding game, especially against Snake, who even if he air dodges, I mean you're gonna you're gonna hit the cipher. So uh, you literally lose nothing except for maybe 3%.
Meta Knight always has so many dangerous options, and out of shield, he's fine. He can down smash out of shield, which is very hard to punish, if not impossible. His F smash, you can only punish before he does it. So walk away F smash is very difficult to uh, punish. His up smash is the only move that isn't used very often. And why does it matter? Because he can F tilt, short hop up air, nair. He can choose not to use it. Down yeah. smash, F smash, all of these hit the same uh, same spot as his up smash. It, Meta Knight's never limited based on the matchup. I mean, even Snake with his grenades, you can still tornado Snake. And uh, I've, something I've been seeing a little bit, uh, Meta Knights have started <coughs> deliberately tornadoing into Snake when he pulls out a nade and his uh, pulls out a nade, so it hits both of them. And then Meta Knights will jump and then tornado again and push Snake off the top, or will up air or neutral air and follow Snake. And if the percent difference is uh, different enough. This is an actual combo. Mennonite's options are so vast because his moveset is so good, so fast, so powerful, that for every answer anyone ever gives, gives to anything, that Mennonite just says, okay, I won't do that, I'll do this instead. <laughs> Have you ever seen a character dominate this much with his entire moveset? I mean... Melee Marth. Well, yeah, in terms of results, Marth. <laughs> Melee Marth. Just replace up smash with side B and you get melee marsh. Yeah, yeah let's, let's shift into some rebuttals for just a couple minutes. I'm sorry? Yeah, I'm going to say let's just uh, shift into some rebuttals for a couple minutes. You know, anti... And do you have any, you know, actual points that you want to, you know, counter? I would like to ask what you think is... What breaks Mennonite's moveset rather than being just a good top tier moveset? Because we can name his advantages all night, but I haven't seen anything that truly breaks the character out of that moveset. The fact that no one else is comparable. In Melee, Fox, Falco, Sheik, Marth, Captain Falco, <coughs> and Ice Climbers, all while having movesets that weren't necessarily the best ever, they could still do fine. And they could compete with one another. Meta Knight's moveset dwarfs the moveset of everyone else. And they could fight as equals, and no, Meta Knight does not have that. Don't you think that's balanced out by Meta Knight's holes and that he's very light and has no projectile? I survived a snake up air at 180% yesterday. What? I, I have videos. <laughs> videos Meta Knight please. is not that light. It was on the uh, side of Lilac with the snake falling <coughs> doing an up air while I was recovering. Mennonite is not that light. He uh, survives long enough, and more importantly, even if, let's theorize that Mennonite dies at 100%. He doesn't. Everyone knows he doesn't. But let's go ahead and say he does. What percentage does he kill his opponents at? Are his opponents really living that much longer than him because he's light? No, he's not. I mean, yeah, Mennonite, yeah, actually they are. Yeah. I mean, Mennonite is one of, the, one, Mennonite's one of the lightest characters in the game. He's the reason he can't be chain-grabbed by characters. That's part of the reason he can't be chain-grabbed. Like, against DDD, for example. Like, if Mennonite was just a little bit heavier, he'd be chain-grabbed left and right. But he's he is one of the lightest. You can say he survived an up up air from Snake at 180% as Mennonite. And we're all astounded. But but that's just not... That's not going to happen typically at all. In fact, you'd be lucky to probably survive that at 130%. 
Also, for oh. the tornado, um, you can say that it can shield stab or that th they can wait for the shield to go down, but if you properly angle the shield, it does not shield stab for a very long time. Your shield would have to be at below half of its full, which is pretty hard to do, realistically. That's two down airs. Two down airs brings you to half shield exactly. It doesn't munch it that fast. If you hit the shield, it brings it down to uh, two. It brings it down to half. <laughs> Any other points you guys need to bring, or do we go to a closing thoughts for this section? Uh, I have one question. What's another character whose move set is as good as Meta Knight? Or do you believe he has the best move set in the game? I think he has the best move set, but it's offset by other weaknesses. What are his weaknesses? That's that's a plural word. Um, I believe his lack of a projectile hurts him for counterpicks. I believe that his lightweight afflicts him very much. I think DI ruins most of his kill potential, particularly with that B. I feel that he has to dedicate most of his attacks and can be punished very easily for it. Um, I don't know, a whole slew of things. I don't think he makes very good use of the buffer system, which more and more people are catching on to and taking good advantage of. He definitely has holes to his game. Two, two questions. One, uh, punishing Mennonites what? What, what do they punish? I'm, I'm confused. I am also confused by that. What do you mean? You, you, you said that, uh, people were punishing Mennonite, but I, I'm, I'm kind of confused. His attacks are dedicated. He has to move with his body to make any good use of his attacks. Even if they are disjointed, he does not have all that much range. Uh, his down air is a good exception because it can avoid shield grabs, but generally his attacks don't have a whole lot of range. You can play Metal Knight as if he has no range. range is greater than Marth's forward smash. His yeah, forward so, is Peach is, so is Peach's down tilt. That's not a ranged attack either. His forward air and back air, are they almost double the length of his body if you combine them together. He is and that makes like one Ganondorf? Peach's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, down tilt has a ton of starting lag. Mennonite's is instant. Uh, it is one of the fastest moves in the game. And it also has high probability of The only attack I see of Mennonite having a significant around range is Forward Smash, which has deceptional range, but it also has startup times. And I just don't see his moveset as being all that problematic. His forward smash isn't meant to come out fast, it's meant to have no lag. And another question, uh, do you know which has more range, F-Tilt or F-Smash on Meta Knight? I believe, oh, it depends, horizontally or vertically. Vertically, his forward smash has more range, by a pretty good margin. Are you sure? Yes. His forward, his forward <laughs> smash hits almost twice as high as he does. As a matter of fact, that's so far the best way I've seen of being Game of Watch with Meta Knight is to walk away and forward smash and rely on his forward smash to beat his aerials, because it does. Alright, so... I, I, guys, is this really relevant? Let's be honest here. <laughs> the difference between the forward smash and the forward tilt? Well, I just can't see... The point I'm trying to make Yeah, I'm just saying, like... That Meta Knight's moves overlap. Okay. What do you mean overlap? They still don't offset his weaknesses. Okay, you said he was light, yeah, but... 
you said if you said Meta Knight was light, but anyone that's ever played as Meta Knight played against him knows he lives just long enough. And if you don't think he does, go look at tournament results. He beats the heaviest characters in the game with moves like snakes up tilt. He lives just long enough to uh, kill his opponents. But that, that's not a problem. Actually, uh, I've seen relatively even success on. between Meta Knight and other top tier characters per meta players. Uh, well, let, let me jump but, in real uh, fast about the uh, Mennonite living long, since I don't see um, Overstorm bringing up this point. I know it sounds like pro ban here uh, a little bit, but bear with me. The way in Brawl to DI when you're, when you're getting hit away is to do a fast attack quickly, because doing an attack will actually give you back your aerial control, so you can slow down your momentum and then jump as soon as possible, which also kills a lot of momentum. Um... So, for example, it might be better for your character to do a back air and then jump before, instead of an air dodge and then jump. That will yeah, work. It's actually the uh, fastest attack possible, and then fast fall and jump, and this kills yep. most of your momentum. Exactly. And Mennonite's up air comes out very quickly, so you can live to a pretty yep. long. Uh, it's Mennonite's up air, which is one of the fastest attacks in the game, starting up and, and finishing. Um, will yeah. allow him to get aerial control back almost instantly, jump, kills momentum, and also help him fast fall. So, yes, his yeah. moveset does offset that weakness of lightness to some extent. Just uh, man, no, one quick response to that, and then we got to get moving on to the next topic. Uh, I'm concluded. One more thing, if I may. You also said Mennonite doesn't have a projectile. Mennonite has one of the fastest dash attacks in the game, and my previous main was Rob the Robot. Rob has a gyro and a laser, and anyone in the Midwest that watches me play knows that I like using those projectiles. <laughs> Mennonite runs forward, shields, runs forward, and is there. In the time that I can shoot a gyro and recover from the lag, he's there. I can shoot one laser before he's there. Well, that's why Mennonite beats Rob. He's been over that. Mennonite beats everyone. Projectiles aren't a huge deal to him. What what projectile causes him trouble? Falco's laser? Nanos. Edge. Good game. <laughs> well, the nanos, I think, are an exception in the projectiles, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah they aren't so much a projectile as an item. Yeah, it's not even fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam, let's give your closing thoughts for Meta Knight's moveset. Uh, I'm going to have to make this a tie. I mean, Overstorm brought up a lot of good points. Uh, it's true, and, and I know how much research he put into, especially things like the moveset. Um, and it's just that there are some weaknesses. The problem is in this whole uh, moveset debate is that we're going a little too small. We need to look at the bigger picture. With all these different things, Overstorm is right. He does have an option for everything so far. Um, what, you know, Alpha Zilot and, and Umbrian were talking about um, and bringing up were potential ways to beat him. And the only reason that I'm saying this even is because these are, you know, things we're still exploring. You know, yeah, he does have to dedicate all his aerials. What does that mean uh, for your character and how can your character take advantage of the fact he has to dedicate his aerials and stuff? Uh, and, I don't know. I think that this is also a problem of uh, young game. You know, we still have to wait for the game to evolve more to see if Overstorm is right, and the options, you know, the the plentiful options will always overcome anything someone else can figure out, or if Alpha, sorry, Alpha Zealot, not Alpha Zealot, Alpha Zealot, uh, and Umbrian uh, were right in saying that, um, you know, there are some weaknesses, and so for now, the pro band may have a stronger point, but perhaps in a month or two, the anti band side uh, will become better. I'd like to add something uh, really fast. 
to those who've been playing the whole game, you might have noticed that those that are for the pro ban have been saying things that are happening now. Those that are anti-ban are saying these things won't happen in the future. Trust me. Ah, uh, that's true. I'd like to point out that I said that for Diddy Kong. And that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> should should we really believe someone that says here's the conclusion with no evidence and then looks for the evidence later? They didn't look for it. It just happened. Can't help it. It's an interesting point. Um, let's bring up our fifth topic. Let's actually make this one pretty quick because our last topic is generally going to basically go full circle. But this one, we're going to talk about Meta Knight's strategies. Like, what particular strategies, not necessarily like his moveset, what actually strategies break <coughs> Meta Knight? Is ledge stalling truly unstoppable? And how do you beat these so-called broken strategies? Uh, we start this one with Program. Uh, strategies to beat Meta Knight. Uh... <laughs> I break Mennonite actually. What strategies break Mennonite? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what of Mennonite strategies make him broken, and or what strategies with other characters can bro- can beat these broken strategies? <coughs> well, Mennonite, uh, like I said before, the tornado is a big thing at lower at lower levels of play, but. uh Let's see. Mennonite has a lot of canned strategies. Uh, U2 King's a big fan of these. Uh, <laughs> he actually uh, made fun of some of DSF's videos. He was like, "Oh, you're just doing what I taught you. I, I taught you everything, and now you're good." And uh, he does that. He does that with a lot of people, especially like people in the back room know this. Mm, but he, he's, he, he's true in a sense. Like he, he's speaking truth in a sense. He literally has canned strategies that you can throw out. They work against some characters, don't work against others. Uh, jumping and throwing out repeated down airs and then doing tornadoes, that works. It doesn't work against everyone, but it works against some. And when it does work, it works very well. And uh, the other characters have to overcome this brick wall before they can even fight Meta Knight. And as we already know, uh, as, as we already know, Meta Knight's moveset's good. He can, uh, he can fight... He can fight these characters, but he doesn't have to. He just has his same strategy. Jumping down after Tornado, uh, Falco was uh, considered a counter for a very brief period until someone decided, hey, I'm going to grab the ledge. You can't shoot me now. You also have no attacks that are worthwhile that can hit me from the ledge. I win. Uh, ledge camping, I've actually been talking with uh, Plank about it a little bit. His version of edge camping is to grab onto the ledge and then drop down and immediately grab it on and use the uh, invincibility frame <coughs> to just jump in neutral air and then jump forward and forward air and then grab the ledge again. And you're technically safe if you play your cards right. Uh, I have been talking to him about a new form of edge camping that I'm also probably going to be making a video for should Men and I not be banned. If you hit away from the ledge and you drop down and then jump backwards once while still facing towards the stage, you are put on a straight line diagonally down towards the corner away from the stage and you can hover there just by using your jumps should the opponent run off to attack you if your reaction time is good enough you can jump and air dodge through them and grab the ledge and then air uh, then edge guard them or you can go underneath the stage and reverse up B which cancels when it hits the ground or you can over B to the stage or you can tornado and if they don't uh, jump off the edge you just jump and grab on again 
and again, this doesn't work against everyone. Uh, it's still difficult to get around, or at least annoying. Diddy can jump and then and Z drop bananas or throw them down. Uh, Snake can do the same with grenades, or he can nade strip to drop them. But banana has a lot of canned strategies like this, and these aren't what break him. What breaks him? What breaks him? Uh, what sets him apart from everyone else is a combination of his move set and the fact that he's brick walls. Uh, like I talked about the F-tilt to D-tilt frame trap that works, it's irritating it doesn't win games but it helps Meta Knight the down air to Tornado doesn't win games but it helps Meta Knight the uh, glide attack to short hop neutral air to F-tilt to jump and up B does 40 to 60 damage depending on uh, how many hits you get in and whether you can do it or not uh, I think B2 King made that combo up a while ago although it's a little hard to get off because you have to start it with the glide most people have figured out how to defend that by just using shield. Uh, when you ask, like, what strategies break MK, like, you're never going to get a clear answer because you're always going to have a character that can do something against it. Uh, Game & Watch, he can key through Mennonite's up and B. Snake cannot. Snake, Snake can't do something through Mennonite's up and B if Mennonite does it properly. Uh, Rob has nothing he can do against the down air to tornadoes. Like, nothing at all if the Mennonite does it properly. But there are a multitude of characters that can't do something about. Uh, I know Anther with Pikachu, he will... <laughs> his is fairly technical, but he will get hit with the first hit if uh, his DIing the shield up doesn't work. And since he's already DIing up, he pops out, and then he will air dodge and up B into the stage to do a quick attack cancel and then jump and then immediately start shooting projectiles and because he can move so fast he can punish that so the solution is not to spam tornado <coughs> Pikachu but in conclusion there aren't strategies that break MK there are a lot of canned strategies that work well and there's a lot of fluid use in his moveset alright um, anti-ban any you know, counters well alpha zealot decide to leave for a few minutes so I guess I'll do I'll do this one um, I think the first thing that we should be looking for from Mennonite are things that actually do break him not things that in combination are annoying to deal with because then we arrive back at the conclusion that oh let's just ban this character because we feel like it um, I think there are two major strategies that break Mennonite, one we've already banned which is the down B infinite stall that is broken, it's gone um, I think large stalling is a universal problem that needs to be addressed separately from Mennonite. The primary method I've seen of Mennonite's large stalling is planking, and many characters simply have no way around this. But before this becomes a Mennonite-only problem, we, see, we need to see that a few other characters can do it just as well. For example, Marth can do this with drop forward air straight to the Dolphin Slash, which the Dolphin Slash also has five frames of invincibility. This still follows the basic format of dropping and attacking through the edge, and being and performing a second attack to regrab the edge and effectively mimicking invincibility through the whole duration. Um, Marth actually does this better as his forward air has more range to hit through the stage, while his recovery has more invincibility frames than Mennonite's. Um, Pikachu can also ledge camp indefinitely with the quick attack cancels and thunder jolts, um, where he can jump out from the edge and do thunder jolts relatively safely. And if you go to attack him, can quick attack to the stage cancel it into Thunder Jolt and run to the other edge and repeat. Um, Donkey Kong and Pit have several stages where they can stall under indefinitely. Uh, it's just, th these are just a few examples, but 
I see it as a universal problem rather than as Mennonite only. Legislating may be broken, but the community needs to address this as a mechanic of the game rather than as a character-specific issue. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Alpha Zealot, are you, do you happen to be back to address this issue? Yes, no, maybe so. Okay, um, Overstorm, do you want to go into rebuttal? <clears throat> I really enjoy camping. Not gonna lie. Uh, I enjoy it. I didn't do much in my melee career. Like I said in my introduction, I played melee specifically to prepare for Brawl when I got competitive. Because I knew there was no way I was gonna be able to catch up with the best players in the world. I just wanted to prepare myself. But I did have fun, and the thing I did for fun was take people to stages like Cornaria and Green Greens with Fox and camp them. I, I ran the timer out multiple times, and I <laughs> every minute of it. Tackling at the top of my lungs was not uncommon. Uh, there were actually matches on YouTube of me versus Iggy in Brawl, uh, Fox versus my Mennonite on Cornaria, where we stand, me under the fend and him in the center, for four and a half minutes, not moving because I have 3% lead. I enjoy camping. I do it so much that I know just about everything there is to know about it, and I can tell you it doesn't really work. Mennonite is the best at it by far, and uh, it does work very well against some characters. It's practically unbeatable with characters like Falco, who don't have very uh, very many options, but other characters, this, this isn't the case. Uh, Pit has a good edge game. Uh, Rob has a good edge game. Uh, there, there are a couple. Basically, if you have a projectile, basically if you have a projectile, you can have a good uh, ledge game. And that's how I played Brawl when it first came out. I just turned around, shot a gyro, shot a laser, grabbed the edge, jumped, shot the laser repeatedly. But what? Uh, what people didn't realize, except for a few like Needle of Doom to Anther and the other really good players, <laughs> there are ways around this. And a lot of people would run straight up towards me, and I just forward there, forward air them back on the stage and do it again. Every single character in the game, with the exception of Mennonite, has generally a failing edgeguard record. If you don't believe me, ask yourself how many times you get knocked off the stage, and then you have to come back and you grab the ledge you almost always get back. Almost always. And even more, uh, even a more more important question, how often does your opponent grab the ledge when you are recovering long before you get there and is able to still edge guard you from the ledge? Hardly ever. You just up be through them. You're like, okay, now I have the ledge. When someone edge guards you, they generally go off the stage. They don't go on the ledge because it doesn't work. It gets them hit, and then they are in a poor position. And it's the same when people are ledge camping. Someone's ledge camping, turn to where your back is facing the ledge, jump backwards, air dodge through them. Okay. Chances uh, are you grab the ledge. If yeah. Anti Ben, any, uh, any final comments regarding this? Um, I would like to restate that I think ledge camping is a problem, or I think it is broken but I don't think it's Mennonite-specific. Um, I see that half the characters in the cast can do it pretty effectively, and it just ruins gameplay much harder than Mennonite does. I don't see anything that Mennonite has specifically that's unstoppable or broken. The thing that makes Mennonite, the thing that makes Mennonite's edge camping so much better than <coughs> other characters is that he can almost always get back with little to no lag. 
uh, Rob does fairly well at edge camping because he can also get back, but he also <laughs> is limited in the fact that he runs out of fuel until he touches the stick to refuel. Just grabbing the edge changes nothing. And uh, while Rob has his forward in there, which can be used as a stage spike if it's used properly, all of Mennonite's aerials that he can use are effective at putting the opponent in danger. His up B, his uh, down air, his neutral air, his forward air, they can all stage spike very easily. And stage spiking is the big thing that makes ledge camping so, much, so dangerous. Mm. Just run off the edge and then run through your opponent with an air dodge and then recover. Or, if it's on a stage like Battlefield or Smashville, get on the platform, then drop down and recover. They have to get off the edge. You might not like it. It might not be fun. But it'll take about two games before the person realizes, okay, this is lame. He is just taking his sweet time with beating me. Don't you think that edge camping is lame in general? I believe I already stated that I love it to death. I find it the most enjoyable thing in the game. I... I literally You're do it sick, just man. to watch. I do it You're just, sick. just to watch my opponent's face. And keep in mind, <laughs> as evil as that is, as evil as that is, I want Meta Knight banned because I believe Meta Knight is more evil. <laughs> hmm. Meta Knight is evil. He he was a bad guy in Kirby. Uh, I thought it was like the kind of neutral guy, like yeah, he 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 was the proto man. Yeah. <laughs> Alpha Zella, did you get back in time to want to add anything in particular? Uh, I won't, just because uh, I don't want to do it. Alright, then uh, Samurai Pandalus, your closing thoughts for, for these strategies in Meta Knight? Um, I think that uh, Proban won this one. I feel that there are strategies that Meta Knight specifically does outclass other characters. And, um, I mean, Umbreen didn't bring up that uh, on some levels, Pant and, and DK can solve very well, but those are on some levels. But- uh, you know, on Men- for Mennonite, on almost every single level, he does have that uh, advantage on characters. And I do feel like that um, Mennonite, when played, uh, for lack of a better term, really stupid, you know, um, he can be extremely good. And I see, like, the more one, you know, one like one-dimensional you play Mennonite sometimes, um, the better you can do with him. He has really good options in some situations and the people that really study those like, <coughs> uh, if you've seen the ditto between um, Dojo and Mitsuking there's a video of that online uh, it's a really interesting one for example every single time that Dojo um, was recovering um, you saw Mitsuking coming out with a tornado which goes through Mennonite's up B uh, and you know he did the same formulaic things over and over again because he just knew how to beat Mennonite in, you know, in dittos and it just really is that he does have strategies that are much better than other characters in many ways. Okay. Um, all right, this all right. is our all right. um, yeah, our last topic here, and it's really the big one, but we should try not to go too overboard because this podcast is stretching a little bit long for what we originally wanted. But it's regarding the future of the meta game. What will happen if Meta Knight gets banned? Or is there going to be a slippery slope at all? Or will there truly be more diversity? What will happen if Meta Knight doesn't get banned? Will every tournament be filled with Meta Knights? And we're going to start on the anti-ban side for this one. Um, I guess I'll go first then. I would like to think that a Meta Knight were such a, truly such a panacea. Wouldn't this have already happened? I mean, some players have switched to Meta Knight, but if you're going to say that the metagame will become Mennonite-filled, it would have happened already. Um, there's no such evidence to prove that, though. 
I suspect that a significant change would have to take place for that to happen in the future, which is possible, but like all things, it's just suspect and aimless speculation. I see no reason as to why Meta Knight's popularity would ever overshadow the future metagame, nor do I foresee such a significant change that would do so. I do think that if Meta Knight is not banned, that the metagame will actually expand on the fact that the game's more technical aspect in buffering is being discovered, and Mennonite does not make all that much good use of the buffering system, whereas other characters need it desperately, and people are finding ways to implement it better, whereas Mennonite's depth kind of dropped off at, at that point. I don't have anything after that. Okay. Um, well, I think the first thing is, uh, you know, we're talking about the slippery slope argument. And, um, I mean, for that to first to apply, we need to establish the criteria for banning Meta Knight. Because uh, if you go purely by results, you know, banning him right now, uh, you know, that's just not going to be a, a very good idea in terms of the slippery slope argument. Because, uh, I mean, we've seen it once before already with Snake. <coughs> Meta is banned. How fast is it going to be until Snake has double to triple the next uh, best character on Nkoku's er, rankings? You know, uh, so if it's just based purely on results as of this point in time, uh, then we really could have a pretty serious problem for the slippery slope, slope argument because, uh, you know, it's not going to be long before Snake has a similar uh, anxiety about it, uh, at least in terms of just purely results, comparing those results to what MK is doing right now. On top of that, I would say, uh, um, you know, it's... It's basically the two different philosophies <coughs> looking at how the metagame's going to, like, evolve from this point on, like, ban versus no ban. Um, and I think if you want him banned, it looks like, uh, you know, th your reasons are it'll bring more players into the scene, uh, everyone's switching to M Meta Knight already, um, you know, it's it's that the logical foregone conclusion is that everyone's going to switch to the best character in the game, and that the other character's going to develop slower. Um... However, if he's not banned, I could I kind of see it as maybe even the other characters will develop faster. I mean, how good do you have to be with your character to beat a character that everyone unanimously believes is the best character in the game? Um, you know, it's not... People don't play their characters just, you know, because it's the logical thing to do. I mean, we just had Eaters in here who means Peach. Um, you know, you play your character for whatever reason you play your character. Some people follow a strict, well, playing competitively is playing to win, so I should switch to the best character, give myself the best chance to win. But for someone else, it could be well, playing to win is I've got this character, and I want to be the best with this character, so I'm going to take this character to the max I can take it. And uh, with Meta in there, I mean, you're going to have to take that character really far you know, just to uh, really be able to compete. And I can see that as a reason for, you know, keeping Meta Knight unbanned just to push those other characters further with the people who, you know, aren't just going to take the mentality, well, I should switch to Meta Knight. No, they're going to they're going to stick it out, and they're going to, like, they're going to advance the character faster than, well, let's ban Meta Knight. Oh, well, you know, now I don't have to be pushed quite as hard. I can uh, I can sort of relax, and, uh, you know, now all of a sudden my matchups are easier. I mean, are you going to work harder with Meta Knight banned, or are you going to work harder with Meta Knight unbanned? I'm talking strictly for people who aren't going to switch to Meta Knight. Yeah. Well, I personally don't believe in the slippery slope argument, and I have never once seen it implemented. I think that we do need to come up with criteria on 
or, or criteria that we need to find if we're going to ban Mennonite other than different variations of I don't want to deal with this character. Um, I see in no way that Mennonite breaks, ruins, alters, or changes Smash gameplay except for our tournament devised rules with the lack of counters which really shouldn't even be changing gameplay in the first place. He doesn't get rid of the ability to attack, defend, he doesn't get rid of DI or to take away you pressing buttons. There's nothing he does that removes from gameplay and there's nothing that the character does that is unbeatable. There are a combination of things that make him unpleasant to fight but so far that's the primary reason that we want him banned and I feel that we're going to need more than that to ban a character. Even if the whole community doesn't like the character, it just undermines our own competitive spirit and it's not really beneficial to a growing community. Just really, really quickly, I think the slippery slope arguing uh, argument is referring to that if Mennonite gets banned, are other characters soon to follow? Like, if Mennonite gets banned, is Snake going to be that dominant without Mennonite in the scene that he might have to be the next one to get banned and then there would be another character to follow? Do you think that would take place if Mennonite gets banned? No, not at all. That has never happened. I can't think of a situation where it has happened after playing multiple multiple competitive games at professional level. Um, it is usually just dismissed as silly and a biased answer. It has it holds no merit. Uh, I'd have to like disagree a little bit. I mean, I think if we banned him and actually gave the criteria for the ban right now, it'd have to have a pretty uh, pretty lax term in uh, just looking at term result data. Uh, and because the ban would be based off of the term results of, say, the last two to three months, uh, then I think there could very well be a case made, say, next June after Mennonite's been banned for six months, that Snake should be banned based on student results. Now, I, I'm, stri- I'm strictly speaking of, like, the actual results. You know, you can say, uh, well, Martha was as dominant as Mennonite is now, uh, but, you know, he wasn't melee as Mennonite is now in Brawl. And, uh, you know, that'd be an accurate statement, but because there's a mentality that, uh, well, Marth could be countered or, you know, something like that, then people didn't really want Marth banned. So you could have in six months a case where Snake is identical in terms of result as Meta Knight, but people will be saying, well, you know, Falco does really well against Marth, or against Snake. Um, you know, so it's gonna become, well, according to results, we should ban them, but according to, like, you know, the theories, we shouldn't. I think that's what it's kind of come down to now, actually, is that, well, statistically it's the same as Marth, but, you know, we want him banned because we don't think there's any future in terms of beating him. Um, I think in closing, in the end, if we cannot pin any unbiased, legitimate reason to ban Mennonite, then he shouldn't be banned. That's the end of it. If we can find a criteria to ban him that he fits, that ruins gameplay or officially makes him unbeatable, then yes, he should be banned. But right now, that's not really the situation. It's just, hey, we don't like this character. Uh, as soon as there is something that makes him unbeatable, yeah, I would want him. I would want him banned too. But until then, that is just all speculation. It's not really the case. Okay, Overswarm, let's get your thoughts on this situation. One of the seven topics we had for this discussion dealt with tournament results, and I feel that is an accurate reflection of what the community feels. Uh, tournament results are not the only thing we're looking at here. Uh, the Mennonite is bad for Brawl, and it's not just the fact that he's winning. Uh, you say, what will happen if MK gets banned? For one, there will be cakes. Lots and lots of cake. 
uh, I will personally call up the local Dairy Queen and get them to make a cake with Meta Knight being... That's having something bad happen to him. And I will post pictures of this on the internet for everyone. I hope that's that's true uh, that I'm at, though. I want that cake. You ask, like, you ask, will there be a slippery slope? Will other characters be banned? No. And I'm going to go ahead and call this the Mega Man argument based off of an IM I just received. When you pick a character in this game, you pick that character despite their weaknesses to focus on their strength. You don't pick a character because he's <coughs> bad against someone else. No one picks up Snake because he's bad against Thedity. No one picks up Rob because he's bad against Meta Knight. You pick him for your strength. Uh, Meta Knight does not have weaknesses, and therefore, you, like, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have weak matchups. So you don't have to play anyone else. And, uh, admittedly, if I'm gonna have the choice between playing Meta Knight versus Snake or Rob versus Snake, I have more experience with Rob, and I believe Rob has a much stronger matchup than Meta Knight does. But Meta Knight still is bad. I don't have to play anyone else. Over so. Uh, but back to the Mega Man, you said Snake. He's number two right now. Snake has bad matchups. DDD uh, was referenced by Samurai Panda himself. He's the bane of Panda's existence. He has to play Diddy against DDD. Yeah. That's good. That's what we want. Rob does well against Snake. DSF has lost against several Robs, mine included. Well, do you think this will disappear? Mennonite uh, has really lowered the number of Robs. Uh, after I left the community, most of the other Rob Mainers left. And I think this has actually increased Snake's tournament results. Because uh, Snake doesn't have to worry about Rob anymore because there are, what, one, two in a region? And there were there were about a dozen uh, fairly good Robs. And now there aren't hardly any. Uh, AlphaZealot suggested that other people will be motivated by Mennonite to do better because he's hard. And he said, this is not counting the people that will switch, which is the logical thing to do. Mennonite brought a gun to a knife fight. You want to be you want to be using that guy. Uh, uh, this is suggesting... Actually, if you want to make a pun, we could say that he brought a tornado to a knife fight, and that sounds funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. No, no. The knives might be able to do damage to the tornado. <coughs> Tornado in the trailer. But this is suggesting that it's better for a small set of players to be allowed to always have the advantage. That does not... When your opponent always has the advantage, this isn't a cartoon. This isn't a movie. We, we aren't the underdogs that say, yeah, we can do it. And then everyone starts doing that. This is reality where people play to win and the top players, the best players, will always use every advantage. Are yeah, I, you say the top players will play to win, and you immediately associate that with switching to Meta Knight. You can play to win and stay with your main character. Uh, to be fair, Ozan was forced to switch um, his Meta, uh, to Meta Knight <coughs> against Lee's, um, Lee's Meta Knight, because Lee does play Lucario, um, almost mains him, in fact, I hear he plays him so much. And to be fair on that he point... He um, uh, play strictly Lucario now. He does now? Yes, he has uh, dropped Meta Knight because okay. he doesn't like it. 
So to be fair, Lee knows Lucario inside and out, and did force uh, Ozen to switch to Meta Knight. Um, just and I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, point this out. Like a lot of people have said that and said, "Oh, that's for the pro ban," and the anti ban will say, "Well, he just knew the matchup well and act like Ozen didn't." But Ozen plays several Meta Knights, like the best in the world. If Meta Knight knows the matchup, he will always have the advantage. Mennonites lose when they don't know the matchup. Alpha Zealot has listed off several characters since he started with Diddy. Said this character might do well against Mennonite. This character might do well against Mennonite. This character might do well against Mennonite. And then we see it happen once, maybe twice. And it's generally some random player out there, generally very skilled, using a unique character. And there's just a flash of light for a second, a little bit of hope, and then Mennonites learn the matchup and it stops. I would not say, I would say uh, I've only brought up one character. Uh, I've uh, brought up several lists before. If I, you, through the, uh, not, I'm uh, saying as as people as things I've brought up. I've never said like Snake is a counter to Meta Knight. I've always just uh, reiterated that it's a close matchup, or like as an example, in addition to my main thing. There are actually uh, a couple of posts by you on the forum in the weather. Sh- whether or not Mennonite should be banned. I, at one point, listed off all of the characters that people were primarily talking about, uh, including Diddy, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, characters like that, and referencing how they're losing to Mennonites now. And the reply was, and what about Wario? You always have yeah, a like, you're, you're, Yeah, that to take some of that with a grain of salt. That's just, that was a one-line post I gave, the response. Because you mentioned all the characters except you left one out. I think we may be getting a little bit almost off topic here, so I think um, each of you maybe let's do like one minute in uh, just closing remarks, and then we'll do Samurai Panda's remarks, and then we'll do a little outro. So, it's, um, anyone want to you know take their first? I would like to go, go Chris first. Go ahead in front of me. Pardon? Chris could go ahead of me. All right. Um. Okay, well, uh, I think what this whole debate kind of comes down to is um, sort of different philosophies in, um, I guess, what competitive means and what playing to win is, and um, and ultimately how you can interpret these philosophies to sort of evolve the game from this point. Um, and I take it that, you know, I, I'm sort of counting on the fact that there's going to be enough people dedicated to certain characters. You know, it could be a handful, maybe like four or five characters from <coughs> that. Um, that, you know, they're going to be dedicated and they're going to want to be able to beat Meta Knight. And, you know, once uh, once that starts happening, then you're going to see more diversity because people will have those characters at secondaries so they can fight Meta Knight and then they can switch to, say, Captain Falcon after the Meta Knight player is forced to switch off of their main. Um... You know, I, I'm I'm banking, I guess, that more people will say, um, well, I, I think I can still try and win with my character than say, well, uh, I'm going to quit my character completely and just play Meta Knight because he's the only character that's any good. Um, you know, I don't think that gives enough credit to the type of players that are out there. I mean, a lot of people play this game just because they want to play it. Uh, you know, and then you got another group that... Uh, you know, you'll you'll always have that that number of people. You know, I guess maybe music thing is an example of it that will just play for the money. 
you know, husband used to say he always did that back in Melee, and the character he used was Mark. Uh, but then you'll have characters, you'll have players like Azim, who for whatever reason play Lucario. And these are the kind of people that are going to advance those characters' games, and they're they're also very like evidence why Meta Knight doesn't always have to be a bad thing for the game. It can be a hurdle now, but it can be overcome for later. Uh, okay. yeah, I'm not um, going to say it's a foregone conclusion that everyone's going to switch to Meta Knight because not everyone is going to follow some logical pattern where we should play this magical character. Um. I'd like to see that happen first. Uh, some people have asked me what my criteria is, and it's I want to see Meta Knight like pick up the top three positions and the majority of the positions in the top eight. At <laughs> that's, that's my criteria. Um, you know, for banning. And when that happens, that'll tell me. Oh well, what what should happen? What's being said right now? Where Meta Knight? Uh, well, everyone should switch to Meta Knight because it's the logical thing to do. When that happens, it'll be proof that their theories work. Okay. Uh, Umbrian, closing remarks? Um, I would like to state that as long as we have no reason to ban Mennonite, that he should not be banned. I think it's pretty straightforward. We can... What I would encourage, after all the speculation and months of debate, is to try a temporary ban and see how things go, because I know some people are just tired of debate at this point. Um, but... To just outright ban a character would probably be the worst decision because we won't be able to see which the community prefers when given a, a choice between the two. It'll just be something that we might have to go back later in the future and have to reverse, which will be an equal pain in the ass that, it is, that this is right now. Um, until I see an unbiased, full statement as irrefutably as to why Mennonite cannot be beaten, I see no reason to ban him. Um, including Overswarm. If I see you at a tournament, we will share some cake, regardless of this outcome. But until then, I cannot vote. I cannot vote to ban him. All right, no Overswarm. What are your closing statements? When you see the symptoms of a disease, you don't wait until your patient is dying. You're being asked to wait and wait and wait. Uh, I know most people can't see the back room, but when it first started, the uh, ban movement. It was very small, and no one really paid much attention to it. It was like, you have no evidence, we have to wait. And then more and more people, including myself, realized Meta Knight needs to be banned. And that number has been increasing because we all see these symptoms. We know what's happening. And I asked you in the beginning, is this game worth saving? You said yes. This gives us license to do anything we can to save the game. Any character is not out of the question if it will make a better competitive game. A lot of people are arguing the point on arbitrary principles. Like every character has to be in the game, otherwise the game will just suddenly disappear and turn into dust. Just in case. If Crawl is truly better without the We're losing you, man. Yeah. yeah um, there is uh, some background noise. If someone can... Yeah, Umbreen, I think that's yours, uh, actually. Yeah. So, if you could... Everybody, shut the fuck up! Okay. <laughs> Alright, that <laughs> works. Alright, uh, to, uh, to kind of reiterate that, I asked you in the beginning, is this game worth saving? And you said yes. This gives us license to do anything we can to save the game. 
banning characters not out of the question. A lot of people are arguing based on principles that are arbitrary. They just decide that these things are important to them, like keeping all the characters in the game. Like Adri said, this is the case. We've removed items. We've removed stages. We didn't wait until Bridge of Elden held up every tournament until the wee hours of the night. We banned Bridge of Elden because it took forever. People didn't like to play on it. People didn't like the walk-offs. It was just a bunch of little things that all added up, and we was like, we don't like this. We don't want this in our community. Hannonbow has been uh, banned in several tournaments for the same reason. We can change things about the game to make it better, and once you remove Meta Knight, you can go down the tier list and say, oh, well, this person, they'll win. They'll be good. And yeah, they might technically be the best character in the game for a multitude of reasons after Meta Knight is gone. But they have bad matchups. Several bad matchups. Every character in the entire game has two to three. Rob has DDD in Game & Watch. Snake has uh, a multitude of people, depending on who you ask. It doesn't matter who you're, who you're referencing, there's always someone that does well. And with Meta Knight in the picture, why pick up anyone else instead of just picking up MK? I can see, I just love a character and so I won't. But that's not logical thinking, that's not rational. If you're playing to win, pick Meta Knight. Alpha Zealot itself, biggest proponent of we shouldn't ban him because there are matchups that go even with them. He says Diddy is even, and he also, in this very uh, podcast, said Diddy is prob probably has the most potential. Why, why in the world would you ever pick up Diddy just to fight MK when you could fight Mennonite with Mennonite? Why would you take the time to learn a character? That Who wants to play Dittos, though? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> That's not a good argument at all. I'm just, no one, yeah, no I'm just saying, like, I, I would rather play some other character than play a Ditto. I think <laughs> that we have Bridge of Elden and Items Band because they break gameplay. Items are random, and we don't like that. And some of the stages, we just can't fight on, and we don't like that either. Mennonite does not break gameplay. Even if he were a disease, we don't have a cure for it right now. Uh, ban Mennonite. He'll, he'll be gone. You, we will not have a single Mennonite causing problems, I promise. Alright, that should just about wrap things up before we get into a whole slew of back and forth rebuttals. Uh, Samurai Panda, your your thoughts on the debate. Alright, well, going into this, I was neutral. Um, and coming out of this, I... At first, before the before the ending parts, I thought I was going to say I'm going to come out of this, uh, unfortunately, neutral again. But um, that little doctor thing that uh, Overswarm said actually kind of got to me. And that's true. Uh, and plus the fact that we, we have banned things before they become a problem. I'm not, not totally pro-ban yet. I, I don't think we should ban them just yet. I do agree with both um, <laughs> Alpha and both Umbrian that we need a little bit more time, but I, I do think that the time is running out. It, you know, I don't think we need time. I think we need to experiment. Oh, that's Well, it's the same thing. You need time to experiment, don't you? Uh, that, that, mm, like, not particularly. In, in the future, rather, we'll be able to get do these experiments uh, hopefully, and and be able to see Meta's dominance. But I do think that uh, you know time is running running short, and that some action needs to be taken soon <coughs> if we want to keep this community together, keep yep. this game competitive, and and do something about it. So I say, in the end, um, neither side won. Both side has made their case, but 
we do know that there is a growing problem, but we need to figure out whether or not this is a real problem or just some temporary deal. And hopefully, the sooner, the better. So. All right. Well, we thank you, everybody on the air. No? Um, should I say that again? We still have everybody listening, right? Oh, I would, I would hope so, and. We really want to thank everyone who joined on our Stickham website, stickham.com slash SMI, and also those who are in the chat. I don't know if there's too many to name, but... We only have 32 in the chat, but there are 180 uh, currently in the Stickham. That is impressive. We thank you for uh, sticking around to listen a really, really intense debate over competitive Smash, and really, really want to thank Overswarm, Edris' PCs, Alpha Zealot, and Umbreon now. Um, guys, you did a wonderful job, and I really appreciate the effort that you guys put towards this. It was very fun, and I am actually very impressed with all of us because we managed to do this on our first run without huge amounts of problems. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. There was definitely a, a big undertaking to uh, try to attempt something like this, and we want to kind of stress the point that, you know, while people can say that, you know, this is an important step in the whole process of banning Mennonite, it does really get the opinions out there. This is mostly, I, wanna, I would like to say that it's mostly just to, you know, educate those who are undecided to understand all the different kinds of debates that are going on in the Smash backroom. It doesn't necessarily determine, you know, what our actions will be very soon, but it's mostly an education process. But yes, it is, you know, something to say that it does, you know, get the opinions on the air. And also, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but somebody said he was going to write a transcript of this. <laughs> good luck. If you do, good luck, you bitch. Do, uh, <laughs> super califragilisticexpialidocious, and nom nom nom. This is going to take a long time for you to do, and the community would owe you very much because no one would actually read this. I suggest yeah. <laughs> the important parts. Yeah, paraphrasing yeah. at least. I, I think oh, no, someone once tried to make a transcript of the normal show me news, and they got what ten, fifteen minutes in, and were six pages of transcript. So, <laughs> yeah. And they realized how much uh, stuttering and uh, stammering, likes and ums were said. Yeah. So yeah. that's almost got to be a pain. Um. So you know, for just general podcast uh, housekeeping, if you will, in a couple weeks we're having you know, we'll be doing episode forty-two since we're doing bi-weekly episodes of uh, that format will be more of our gaming news, you know, from the past month, whatever. We are have a po- couple possible hopefuls for guests, but we'll tr- be trying to keep that secret. And in a month from now, we're going to be uh, doing the whole Smash debate thing again, possibly, you know, with, with different guests. We'd like to try to get different pros on, although I must say you guys did a wonderful job. And our hope is that the next topic will possibly be about hacking the game. So just so you know, we haven't been forgetting about that whole subject. That'll just be another debate to soon come. And also, um, you know, the intro at the beginning of the podcast, uh, Kyle Hebert made a statement, uh, Cyberlink420 is responsible for that, went to Yumicon, which was an anime convention held in Dearborn, Michigan a few days ago, and um, here's a little a snippet for Kyle's podcast, the Big Bald Broadcast. We interrupt this eargasmic gornogobia of pure audio wind to shamelessly promote another podcast. No! No! The Big Bald Broadcast. 
Fat Fat makes it big and bold. The Big Ball Broadcast brings you news on all things geeky, movies, gadgets, games, cartoons, and anime, and other random fandom. You're fired. I'm fired. Get out of the booth, Jack. No, I like it in here. But what makes it big and bald? It's hosted by big, bald anime and video game voice actor Kyle Abair and his co-host, musician and upcoming author, Otherworld Steve. Oh, you must smell like feet wrapped in leathery burnt bacon. Subscribe via iTunes or visit thebigballbroadcast.blogspot.com. I would I'd like to I would like to say something. Uh, there are a lot of people listening to this, and most of you play Smash. Hopefully, most of you play Smash competitively. If you are listening to this, then you care about the game and what you need to do more than anything. Then, especially more than posting on a forum, is to go to tournaments and find ways to increase tournament size in your area. Because if you do not, then it doesn't matter whether Meta Knight is banned or not. Start circuits in your area. Uh, make out-of-state bonus prizes, do things like that, be creative, because you need to create tournaments. You can't just hope that they'll appear for you. Very well said. I think it's really something that we can take from all of this. Also, I would like so, to uh, quickly say that there is a thread, um, a poll, on the uh, Brawl Tactical Board um, on Shami, um, <coughs> sorry, on uh, Smashboards.com that uh, has the public voting on whether or not they think Meta Knight should be banned. And it is currently 1,063 people, 55% of the vote, say yes, Mennonite should be banned. And there are 860 people, 44% of people, that say no, Mennonite should not be banned. Um, just as some numbers um, of what the general public thinks about this issue. And also, uh, um, Stickam has told me, actually, while we were talking today, that next um, episode that we air will actually have better uh, servers. So if you experience any lag during the live stream of the podcast, you can download it uh, when it's released, but next time, hopefully, you won't have that lag anymore. That's good to hear. Yeah. All right. So, yep, thanks again, Overswarm and Edries, for when he's here. Alpha Zealot, I'm Bramow. Really great having you. Thank you for being on the show. And well, uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, and with that, I'm Yoko. I'm Samurai Panda. And we are out. Show Me Your News is brought to you by Major League Gaming at MLGPro.com, Smashboards.com, and Stickham.com. Alright, so, you wanted to start talking about, like, the, uh, the tier list, just kind of the moral discussion? Yeah, we probably should talk about the tier list. Yeah. Alright, so, I don't know if you guys saw, but I made actually, like, a, a ten minute hack job to the current tier list, and I posted on the uh, little blog thing, and I was like, yeah, this is my new tier list. And, uh, I don't know, I just feel like the current tier list isn't that good anymore. It's changed a lot since when we last, um, made it. I think a lot of people like our melee tier list a lot more than the brawl tier list. I agree. Yeah. 
Do you guys like that process better? Like the whole voting thing and then that? Like the numbers? Yeah, that was a good process, I think. Busy. Sorry. I know. I mean, you definitely had, have a lot more to, you know, go off of with the melee tier list. And, you know, Brawl tier list is, like, as much time as, you know, spent uh, actually making it. You know, don't have, like, as much of the actual data as, you know, you have for melee. So it, it does make things more challenging. And it's, it wasn't a bad, you know, first uh, shot at it, but... Uh, actually, I think the Brawl list was amazing on the basis that a Brawl a tier list should be updated constantly anyway. True. True, yeah. It was very yeah. accurate for its time, and yeah. the only reason it's accurate now is because time has changed, and yeah. it's still a little difficult to update it just because we don't have the regions crossing into each other anymore. I do agree with that, actually. Um, it, making People don't realize that when they say, oh, this tier list is all wrong, stuff that, you know, every different region would make a different tier list if we let them. And they don't yeah. seem to realize that when the, the regions come together to make a tier list... You know, it's going to have to be like an average uh, of them all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> I think when people vote on it, they should try to focus on just looking outside what's happening outside of their own region. Yeah. Yeah. We I, all I tend to agree. to look at our own local area too, like too much. Yeah, because like Pikachu is crazy in the Midwest, but you know, not as much. Well, you know, outside. Yeah. <laughs> Anther more than Pikachu, but <laughs> yeah, because you know, there's no other Pikachu that places like Anther does. I suppose. I think in the there Midwest we have a much bigger people. problem with uh, Game Watch. We have so many Game Watch players. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of Deity players on the East Coast that I've seen. I heard that too. A lot of Meta Knights, I guess, in Texas. Pretty varied here. Well, you guys are probably uh, not wanting to hit Mennonite already. I think Mennonite does make the tier list a little bit hard to make right now because instead of just saying how good is this character, it's how good is this character and how good is this character against Mennonite. Well, I think for the lower tiers, it's not as much, but for definitely the the top and the high tiers, um, yeah. a lot of that that's like how good is the character against Mennonite. And Once you get past the, uh, does this character get raped by everyone? Yes, no. It's like a flowchart. <laughs> say yes, yeah. put them in low tier. They say no. <laughs> they do well against Mennonite. Yes, top tier, high tier, up there. The astounding thing about Mennonite is that he has a standard deviation of zero for being the best in the game. Everybody mutually agreed on it out of how many votes? 40-something? <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I, I mean, we all know he's the best, but... I, I think by, if we were to make, make a tier list, he probably is, would have known, was, um, This was in the back room. Unanimous. In the back room. Yeah. Everyone. Every yeah. single person. That doesn't help. Which yeah, I think that's a big distinction for Marth and Fox, and even Sheik and Melee. Yeah. So. yeah even even now, you know, we, we, don't, uh, we don't see consensus on, on, you know, the Melee best in the game. And Marth was tied with Fox. In the in the final Marth, version, Marth right? actually got a lower score than yeah, Fox according to who? Oh, really? Yeah, Fox had a higher score by like point oh three. We just rounded it up because it was so close, but still, hmm. makes sense. Marth's not winning it in tournaments, but people look and they're like, "All right, there's just a couple of really good players playing Marth. Fox is still really, really good. They're hmm. nearly inseparable. There's a lot of good Fox players too. Guess how many MLGs were won by Fox? Zero. Uh, I got three actually between 2005 oh, and 2006. 2005. Really? 2005. Yeah. I got Chillin' for MLG Philadelphia. I got uh, Ken for MLG Atlanta. I and 
The PC was half Fox, half Falco at the Vegas Championships. Speaking of half Fox, half something, uh, question, how many Marth players won an MLG event but used Fox in that MLG event? Probably, uh... Uh, exactly... Actually, it was just the three I just listed, actually. It sounds like, yeah, because all those guys used uh, Marth as well, I thought. Uh, well, there's also Caveman who won Las Vegas in 2005, and he's Fox. Okay. Sometimes. Who does uh, who does Cactuar use? I, I, he uses Fox and Marth. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's trying to pick up Falco and Roy, to my understanding. Roy, really? Roy. I, I like his laserless, shineless Fox, though. It's pretty good. I, I've seen around recently, but I. I, I heard 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 heard. There are some some discrepancies that you know people when they first look at it. Uh, some people thought that we rated Bowser a little too high. Uh, for the time, I think it was more than. I think it was good, actually. I say to look at there Kish was, Squared's tournament record. <laughs> there were only a couple of uh, Bowser players, like ever, and they all did decent. Yeah, they didn't do amazing, yeah. but they they did decent at worst, and I think that's suitable for Bowser. Right, right. A lot of people like also complain, think a oh, wolf should be higher and stuff, but um. I'm not. People figured out roll, uh, spot dodge to forward smash really fast, and <laughs> yeah, like people start pressing B with Wolf and while standing in place. I'm like, man, this isn't working. So then they picked Meta Knight and pressed B in place, and that was. <laughs> 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 that, that could definitely work. Yeah. That, that kind of skewed Wolf's placement because all the people that like pressing B a lot uh, eventually like kind of grafted over towards uh, Meta Knight, but. <laughs> 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 you might see a resurgence of blaster spamming wolves in the month. How about I mean, uh, grenade spamming snakes? Grenade? Oh, God. I, I don't know. I find them quite easy to get around. What I don't get is why, when when a snake pulls a nade, why does someone always hit my shield? Why? I pull a nade, you hear the little pop noise. Why do you attack me? It's going to blow up. Something, something that I've noticed, actually, hmm? uh, when snake pulls his grenade... You can hit his shield and hit him without making the grenade blow up. And Meta Knight's detail, if you actually space it properly, you can make the grenade blow up and not hit Meta Knight. Um, not wow. quite. You can't do that if uh, the snake B reverses his nades. If he B reverses his nades, um, he pulls the nade closer to the opponent. So you cannot space. Because, yeah, um, for the most part, there are a lot of characters that can space correctly and not get hit by the nade when it explodes when you're hitting his shield. But that's if he doesn't B-reverse it. If you B-reverse it, then I don't think there's a single move in the game that you can... Well, there probably is. Not many. Where you can poke his shield. Who's with uh, super armor? Which... What super armor? Like, can a DK punch do it? Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Super armor stuff. But That would wreak havoc on shield. It would wreak havoc on the shield. <laughs> Snake pulls out grenade, broken shield. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I see people say, oh my god, you know, DK has an advantage on Snake, but... What Wrong. DK? What DK has taken out? Uh, what Snake? What DKs are there? The only DK there is Bum. anywhere that does anything is Bum. And Bum lives in a region where they banned CDD. I think Chinese says DK is better than Bum's at this point. Really? Yeah, it's pretty good. Who's? Chinese saw? Travis? Oh, oh, oh. Wait, where is he? 
Maryland. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he's the newest member of How You Lose. Is that a oh. new crew? Are you kidding? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you just say that? What? H2IL is like Oz and... and oh, H2IL? Yeah. yeah. Same for oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> see, I, I just see the acronyms. I don't actually know the, the story behind the acronyms. I think another point that uh, people might want to hear, you know, actually, you know, professional debate is there are a lot of people out there that, you know, still seem to think that there's some hope for Sonic and that he shouldn't be placed that low on the tier <laughs> list. So tell the, uh, the Sonic people out there why Sonic is so low on the initial draft of the tier list. Right, Can I go first? Hitboxes of any kind spammed work. Like, literally, they work. There's nothing that Sonic can do because the only things that go around it are so telegraphed that the other person can just move out of the way. Like, I literally walked up to uh, Dastard Marco and said, hey, you're, you're playing uh, you're playing Anther Sonic and you're down a couple of stocks. Hold down and just hit A a lot. He's going to jump and do his neutral B, shield and roll, and then down tilt again. He then beat Anther Sonic. Well, yeah, I uh, think he... I have a I strategy to fight Sonic where I just ignore his hitboxes, and it seems to work pretty well. I act like yeah, he's a moving target that doesn't attack, and his moves always lose. <laughs> yeah. just, like all of his approaching aerials are, like, if they're any good, like up air, forward air. You you have to be in a very specific area. So if you just push yourself into a position where he has to forward air, he's gonna do like two damage at the first hit of his move, and you just hit him with whatever, dude. Yeah, yeah, and the reason I think he's so bad is because I don't think he has any options. I see brawl, I see just smash as a game of options, and when you put him in a bad spot, he just doesn't have any options. He's up, you? Well, defensive options are one thing, but offensive options are another. He can up B all he wants. I'll walk to the other side of the stage and say, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Smash, Smash really is a game of options, more so in Brawl than it was in Melee. In Melee, a character was good if he had an offensive option, period. If you could start it, then you could do it. In Brawl, it's not really the case. You have to have an option for every scenario. And, well, the best uh, that's characters, characters do. That's why like characters like Men and I do really well in Snake, even though he's really strong, and he has like the perfect KO move with his up tilt, he has a great defensive game with grenades, his great dance with his up tilt. He still doesn't dominate because he's so slow and bulky in the air. Yeah, in the air he has absolutely no options uh, for, for defending against people that yeah. can just juggle him. It's really <clears> difficult <throat> for him to hold his ground because he doesn't have the options that other people have. Yeah, yeah he can't adapt as well. That's a big thing to brawl. People will learn this as time goes on, but when your character doesn't have an option in a certain scenario, the key to beating them is putting them in that scenario. Once people realized Rob had a blind spot the size of the sun behind him and below him, they would just knock him up and with a 3% up tilt or whatever, and they would end up doing 40% because what's Rob going to do? Down yeah. air and stay in place? That's true. Alright, let's see. What else can we talk about the tier list? Um, I think the last thing we could probably discuss is, you know, go through each of you and think of it. If you can make any changes... From the current draft to a possibly more uh, formal draft, just like a few changes, what would those possibly be? I would remove uh, Meta Knight from top tier and put him into band tier. <laughs> of course you would. That's a good name. <laughs> I would. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
Well, actually, let me, let me ask you guys. Is there anyone here that would not put Meta Knight in his own tier in a new version of the uh, tier list? I wouldn't. Really? No, I don't think I would either. I think he has the same tools as the other top tiers. He's just better at attacking and worse at defending. Well, we'll, we'll get into particulars later. I'm just, I'm just kind of curious about that one point. No, I think he's pretty good enough too. Meta Knight and Snake yet. What? I don't know if I'd separate Meta Knight and Snake yet. I'd put them in their own tier. You know, frankly, I, I don't even think Snake's the second best in the game right now. I would <coughs> give that to Game & Watch, because Game & Watch has a lot of options, destroys a lot of characters. But Snake, I think, is more of a once you learn how to play against him, it's a very possible matchup kind of thing. Because I, I feel like he has blatant, glaring weaknesses. Whereas some, yeah. you know, like Game & Watch, for example, his weakness, his biggest weakness is he's light. That's not that big of a weakness. Yeah, he dies early, but you need to get him to that percent. And he can kill you well, at ridiculously low. I used, I used to think of the same thing about Game & Watch, but he, he's also pretty easy to read. And a yeah. lot of people, they don't use their up tilt. <coughs> like Meta Knight, Snake, a lot of characters can uh, just up tilt when Game & Watch is using a where they can do an up out of shield or something right. like that uh, when he's using his bear. And we just don't know that because Game of Watch hasn't really exploded like Snake did. Well, the problem is when you fight people like, say, Joel, who who know that you can up tilt through him, he's not going to just throw out a bear where you can up tilt him easily. Like you I play against the Snake all the Joel. time, and that should be like a huge advantage they say for Snake. He's learned how to play against Snake. He really has, and he does an extremely good job. And um, Game Watch can catch Snake on landing anywhere with an up uh, up smash. Which can yeah. kill Snake at like 30. By 30, I mean like 80. Which is really <laughs> low for Snake. <laughs> <laughs> too good. But you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's not as bad as people say it is, and I just feel like Game Watch is, uh, has the potential to be really, really good. I, think, I, would, yeah. like make, uh, I would like to make a note here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mennonite discussion as to like how good he is it's pretty straightforward, and when you talk about any other character, it's a mystery, and people are like, Switching where who goes where, Mena is the only one universally thought of as different. Except yeah, that, I, that I agree. I mean, Falcon. A lot of people can't even agree on the second best character. Yeah, I think only a few people have dissented from Snake, though. Like I'm one of the few that don't think Snake really deserves a second spot, but it seems well, like the vast majority. I agree with you. I I think it's a tie between Snake, uh, Game of Watch. And maybe even Falco. Oh, Falco, not Deity? Huh? Not Deity? Falco? Yeah, I actually think Falco's better than Deity. Really? I do too. I just think Deity's pure gay. <laughs> but like you, you, like because of blind picks, when you go into a match, you either beat Deity or you don't, and that's it. And that's not how a match should be decided. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think he forces you to play a lot different. Like, I, I, I beat DDDs with Rob, and there's no way that should really happen when you look at the matchup. <laughs> but I have the idea. What's he going to do? Grab me? It's like, look, I have down throw and back here. What are your other moves? I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I play against um, Lane. I don't know if you guys know him. His yep. um, He has a pretty good DDD now. And my only character that I use that doesn't get utterly raped in the ass by DDD is Diddy. So I do that matchup a lot, and I just feel like DDD is so freaking stupid. <laughs> he can just spam back airs sometimes, and I can't, like, depending on the angle, I cannot recover. I just can't. Yeah. It's, it's just too slow. And he keeps 
keeps bearing. I don't, it's just there's too much bear. <laughs> I mean, does it really depend on like the the top two though? Because like there's some people out there who have you know their favorite player might not necessarily be in the top tier. Like, are there any possible changes that? Uh, but, uh, there, there will always be character heroes. There will always oh, yeah. be those, and they are the exception that proves the rule. Because if you see someone out there destroying people with Link or Jigglypuff or someone like that, or Melee Zelda, and you can't, <laughs> and uh, there, there's a reason you can. There's a reason that other people aren't doing that. It's because someone just is really good, and they would do better with someone else. They just figured out that character and they love them, so they play them. Well, on the same respect, <clears throat> you know, you, you, there are some people that you can blatantly tell it, are not just good to that character, but have actually taken that character to another level. Like, Ozan is yeah. blatantly, like, he's not a, I don't know, I, I don't want to say he's a great Lucario, per se. Like, I've seen Lucarios that use Lucario's options, you know, really well. Like, say, Bloodhawk, he's a really good Lucario. But Ozan's just a really goddamn good player. And he can use Lucario against all these, you know, top tiers and do really well, because he's awesome. Um... And really, it's the experience too. Yeah, I think part of that is Lucario, though, because Azen has stated multiple times that Lucario has all the tools to win anyway. But it's not like his character is greatly do. limited. True, he, but he doesn't do a whole lot of like Lucario specific stuff. Like he'll spam. He does forward like, smash. Yeah, he'll spam forward <laughs> smash all day. But that's it. The key to figuring out whether Azen is going to play the character mm-hmm. is if he has an unpunishable forward smash. <laughs> and you look and variations you look of forward smash. Yeah. Yeah. That's not true. For for his Falco, and he, there were some matches where he was messing with Falco, and all he did was space forward smashes, push their shield far enough away that it couldn't No Falco in the entire history of Melee ever did that consistently on purpose, and Ozan did when he first picked him up. Wow. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Damn. So guys, I think Peach is high tier. I would have Umbral. to agree. She's so good. I think she's either the wor- the last spot of high tier or the best spot of mid tier. I-, I think I think she could definitely be the last spot of high tier right now. Maybe she could go up higher in the in the future, depending on how you know, where people take her. But she's it's getting the combos. Her. Yeah, she does have she's combos. She's so good. Mm-hmm. Toon Link, guys. I think uh, I, I hate Toon Link. I don't know. <laughs> Azir is just crazy. Who? The Zier. Oh, Zier. Oh, really? Zier. Yeah. It's, it's so smart. I think Zier these discussions so are showing like the future of what the tier list is going to be. Because when you talked about melee tier lists, you talked about the matchups between maybe like two other characters, maybe three. And you didn't really need a secondary unless you played like Arth and you had bad stages that you didn't want to play on. Yeah. And in Brawl, matchups are so much more important because, like I said before, you have those options that you need all the time, and some right. characters naturally have better options. Like Peach against DDD. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of really good posts about that, showing how to pressure DDD and how Peach can do well in that matchup. It wasn't Ozzy the one that said that uh, Peach was even with DDD? Yeah. That's his and counterpick for DDD. <laughs> That's my <laughs> counterpick for DDD. Really? Yeah. Oh, maybe I should I love turn, up, turn up the f- turn up the float downer is totally obnoxious because everything he does is from shield. Uh, that's true. Smash, with the exception of Meta Knight, is a game of counter characters, and I really think that the tier list will evolve into like top tier combinations 
people will take note of combinations of characters that people play. Mm. Two character combinations, three character combinations. I mean, right like, now at this you point, can't I, play, I use you like can't five characters. One character. you know? Yeah, I, it, like sometimes there's like when I, I I play multiple characters, and there are times where it's like there's one character that d- just completely destroys my combination, so I have to pick up another character to beat that one. Like deity, right now is my bane. I cannot beat deity with the characters that I use. Um, so I have to figure out who to use against Didi, and I'm picking up more characters as I'm trying to counter more characters that counter mine. Uh, I, I don't know, in the end, maybe, like, three to five characters, you know, maining three to five characters might become the norm. Like, like using one for your first match as your quote-unquote main, but having, like, three or four secondaries that use as counterpicks, uh, you know, against the people. And what's really gonna suck is that you know who the other person plays. So... You know, like, I think that's become a bigger deal uh, down the line. Because when I go into a match and I, you know, know Anthony's going to play Pikachu, for example, I'm going to counterpick him with uh, my anti Pikachu character, you know? Which and is? I'm not going to share that. Ice Climbers is a good one. Ice Climbers? Uh, I, I can't do Ice Climbers. Ed's Dog with Nana. Ed's Dog with Nana and then just punish his quick attack when he gets on. Oh, not a bad idea. Just FYI. <laughs> I should tell Lane. Well, I like how we're discussing pretty much Anther right now. <laughs> no, someone should not be calling me at the moment. Anther, we're watching you. Oh, we are. I like his pose. <laughs> his pose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do hope that he uh, gets in with a new uh, wave, but we'll see about that. Oh, a uh, question about the tier list before we move on. Yeah. What? What like lower tiered, not necessarily low tier, but just lower on the tier list character? Do you think is going to make a very large rise? Like, who do you think is sleeper character? Peach. Peach is one. Peach. I, I like Mario. I don't know how far he'll go, but I think he's a lot better than we give him credit for right now. Mario's got some good gift potential on some characters, and I really thought he was going to be the answer to Meta Knight just because oh, no. he can jump off and cape. Like any of uh, Knight's recoveries, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't work. <laughs> I think Captain Falcon is a sleeper character. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you I guys, guys, guys laugh. He's not going to move anymore. You, you guys laugh. He's one of the most popularly played characters now. Somebody's going to kick ass with him. Well, my friend Chap is like he does really well with them, but I don't see him rising on the tier list. <laughs> I see him rising <laughs> from the bottom, you know, absolute bottom spot, but not. Too much. Giving that to Link. I don't know. Who do you think is like, going to take the absolute bottom spot at the end of Brawl? It's so Link. hard. Maybe, maybe Ganondorf. Ganondorf. Ganon. Both characters are only going to get worse. <laughs> Ivysaur. I don't know. I don't see anyone being the total Ivysaur's worst. so good. Ivysaur is terrible. He is so good. What are you talking like, about? Like, why does he even have attacks? <laughs> I really like... Ivysaur is the best Pokemon trainer character, but the secret to using Ivysaur is to start with Squirtle. Wait till Squirtle's at about eighty percent, then switch to Ivysaur, and then DI up and towards the stage because then he can't be Gimp. The game punishes you for playing Squirtle because he dies at forty, and, and you're stuck with Ivysaur. <laughs> well, I like Charizard the best. I think if Charizard is a standalone character, and Charizard is the lot, best Pokemon. Charizard, Charizard is great. Yeah. I, yeah. Big. If he was a lone character, well, I, I, would, I would main him, no doubt about it. All I know is that Ivysaur does seventy damage by depressing B. Yeah, if you can't DI. Oh. <laughs> well, we we were just saying that about Mennonite too, weren't we? <laughs> what? 
He does 70 damage with B if you can't DI. Well, I mean, yeah. a lot of characters, by a lot, I mean, like, uh, Actually, what's the like and someone else? Yeah. It's like 20 to 8. Whatever. Yeah, it's a surprising amount of damage for uh, you know his neutral B. You know because it's so hard to get out of too. It's like twenty to damage something like that, isn't it? You're gonna make all the Meta Knight players switch to Ivysaur. <laughs> what the amazing? What will we do? <laughs> they get knocked off the stage and they'd be like, I don't know what this feeling is. <laughs> I was off the stage, but I couldn't get it back. <laughs> What's going on? That's too good.